you need to roll better. Shall I just start then? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay, let's, let's not stand on ceremony. Welcome back to another episode of the Roll Better Podcast. It's been a while since I am sorry. Delightful. Um, I can't remember all the words of that song, so I just went for the bit I could remember. Yeah. It has actually been quite a while. It has actually been quite a while. Because the last episode that was done was the was the 30k yeah. episode, and we'll come on to some 30k 30 stuff. 30k greatness, later. yeah. I don't, yeah. But uh, pray yeah. continue. Um... After you. Well, there's only three of us today, aren't there? But um, I am Matthew Doran. I am Barry Gingell. I'm John Parrish. Well, we did it slightly different. I was going to say, and I'm here with, and then introduce you, but you just leapt in there. It was You've gone Listen, off piece already. I'm, I'm hyped. I'm ready to go. It's happening. God, Get Dan, used to it. Dan's out of the room, and we everything falls apart. Yeah. No, we need the glue. Yeah. That's what we call him, the glue. The glue that holds this bad boy together. Yeah. Um, let's start, then. As we always do, with some hobby progress. Has anyone hobbied? John, have you hobbied at all? Because you, you seem fairly games agnostic at the moment. You're all about the gym and eating, right? Yeah. And um, some video games still. Mm, He's cut that down as well? Not as much. Actually, who the fuck are you? Just I know, right? Uh, no, but to, to hobby-wise, the Kickstarters have started coming in. Hogs of War turn up. Oh, yeah. Well, I'd like to discuss that further under our UKGE chat. There is yeah, a Hogs yeah. of War section. But in terms of like, what's happened for me recently, my Hogs of War has turned <laughs> up. Well, to speak more on that when we talk about UK Games Expo. Um, what else? Oh, I am still trying to buy an airbrush. But oh, yeah. I was messaging... Be- oh, sorry, I went gone too long. I'm trying to buy an airbrush. I want an Infinity CR Plus and a good airbrush. Yeah. Right? It's, it's served am, me very well. I am yeah. finding online prices that are ranging from like 140 quid up to like 210 quid. And I've always said... No, me and Barry have always said to each other... If it sounds too good to be true, generally it is. Yeah. And I don't understand how you can have that much of a disparity when they're coming in from the same box. So part how much of me, is everything airbrush? 200. Mm. So part of me just wants to go with everything airbrush because I've bought from them before. I know who they are. They're reputable. And I, I know what it is. Yeah. But 60 quid isn't something to stick your nose up at. No. Do you know what I mean? It's not an inconsiderable. That's like it's more and than a quarter. Who had it for 60 less? I can't remember. I sent you guys a picture of it. But it didn't look like... It looked like someone... It remind the website reminded me of like the Alibaba style of they sold yeah. fucking everything. And it, I, you don't want a knockoff. Exactly, exactly. Not so I think I'm just gonna bite the bullet and just go for it. Yeah. Uh, uh, once you're painting, that sixty quid will not be in your head. It's there when you get it, and it's there when you open it, and it's there when you're like, oh, what could I bought for sixty quid? But once you get the first nice blend going, you're like, you will never think of it again. That's what. I, in my mind, it's the same as buying that buying the gaming chair. Yeah, I spent the money on it because I wanted a Secret Labs one. Was it worth it? Yeah, I'm never buying another chair again. The second it starts to smell like your ass, there you go. That's your yeah. chair now. It's become one with you. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Worth every penny. So yeah, but I, I've just I've told Barry 30k wise. I've decided what I want to do. I know what I'm doing. I think it's a fun well, idea. Well, well, well. Yeah, we'll there's get, a 30k we'll, section. We'll please don't spoil. We sh- yeah, it all ties in with hobby. You're, li- what, you're what, live on Channel Four. Please don't swear. Can't. Or mention thirty k. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's that's all my hobby. But otherwise, it's just been just been work, work, games, gym. That's it. Well, I finished work last week, which is delightful. Woo! And I thought this unemployed, week would be no- unemployed, unemployed. I thought this week would be nothing but hobby, and it it hasn't been. But since we've last recorded, I have actually, I've done a um, test Alpha Legion model. Nice. He's not finished yet, but I've got like the basic colour scheme, and I'm all, I'm doing that thing that I seem like hell bent on, with doing like colour shift without colour shift. 
and I think it looks cool and I like it and it's a bit different I mean the thing is that Matt's original Alpha Alpha Legion Legion scheme uh, is so nice like you know the, the the clears over the silvers yeah and everyone does it and it looks great but I just you know I want to be well, a, do something different I want to be a snowflake I really like the the colours on like the the guy on the front of the Legion book where it's that it's almost that chaos the colors, purple and green it's the yeah the dark blues or purples and some greens like yeah. I really like those colours and some yeah. silver in there yeah it contrasts really nicely. I think I'm going to do the silver as a general and the bronzy, coppery colours on officers. Yeah, I like that. I think that's my intent. Um, I've bought some... They actually arrived yesterday. Because uh, 30k is now different. So since we've last recorded, 30k is out. It's here and we'll talk about that a bit later. But... Mm. Um, so I've been going through the book and there's quite a few changes so before if you'd said you know is it ter- Tartarus or Cataphracti Terminators the, the difference was actually less uh, clear cut because you were like well it's the four up and the five up save and the sweep and all this but now Tartarus Terminators uh, you are, don't have the heavy subtype whereas Cataphracti do I'm intending to do a either Headhunters Right of War or a Recon Company Right of War and and they they limit your heavy choices if you see what I mean. Yeah. So you can take Tartarus Terminators when you can't take Cataphracti. So there's like a few more changes and things. So I'm still going through the book and working it out. Okay. But I've but they come instead of with a power fist, they come with a power weapon. Yeah. And you upgrade to power fist or chain fist or thunder hammer. So I'm going to lean into that and I'm going to have Tartarus with spears. Yeah, nice. I like that. So because Alfuri Al Alfaris, sorry, Alfuris is my new. Painting channel Instagram name. Um, Alpha- is that genuinely true? Correct. I love it. I've got two. Big Flash Brush is going to be for everything that isn't 30k, and 30k is Al Furious. I love it. I've only got the one picture up of the test model at the moment, but there will be more. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be Tartarus with Spears. Well, I'm trying to find the left arms, but I'm going to have to buy some from Ford World because I didn't realise that they sell them, but they do. Just the left arm with force axes, but I won't use the axe, I'll just use the left arm and put a spear in. And you I not just use the left arms on the plastic ones? No, all left arms are power fists. Oh, okay. And I did think about fists holding spear, but not every one is a clenched fist. They, those open ones look delightful. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to have a couple of fists in there because, you you know, you always need a bit of strength eight AP too. But yeah. on that charge, hitting first, relevant. Is that what spears do? Yeah. Well, nice. uh, it's plus one initiative on the, on the charge. The re- or... Not even on the charge, just plus one initiative. That's quite a nice little one. Yeah. And I think they'll look cool. What's their AP? Three. So that means they kill Marines still. Yeah, not termies. So still power weapons. Yeah, you need an axe in there or a fist for termies. Yeah. But then I wouldn't charge them in to termies. Um, but that's... I've, I've, I've done some buying, done a little bit of painting. I think my ninjas were already done when the last time we spoke. But, interestingly, hobby-wise, when you and I played the other day... Under the right light, aka my painting daylight bulb, my ninjas, I'm like, love them, they look great, the, the colour pops. When you and I played the other day on the bar, Barshido, hashtag... Hashtag Barshido, it's going to be a thing, tell your friends. Um, because of that light... We played Bushido on the bar at the club. Okay. Because <clears throat> it's, you know, it's not, it's quite a big, wide bar. Was the club full? No. It, oh, wait, it was, it was quite busy. Odd. It was quite busy, yeah, it was 20-something people down. Yeah. Oh, right. Um... And also, and also there's a whole bunch of people that are new so and as you, you know 
they need help at the bar because not they're not allowed behind the bar and yeah, yeah. it just weren't made sense. We had a delightful time at the bar on our own, but the problem was that the lighting is that subdued bar lighting, and you think you can see it's fine, but then you look at the models, and all of the pop had gone. They just looked like effectively like dull two tone models. Yeah. So which under the daylight and under the right photos, I think they looked incredible. So now I'm going to have to go back in and just commit, which I thought I had, but then you see it under basic light and it just looked blue. There was no grade. Don't take on too much stuff. No, well, because it's just airbrushing, it's actually just a, just that moon yellow, or I can't remember what the colour is. Yeah. Just a hot pop of that. And on the front, orange, just a hot pop of orange, I think will help. And... I am going to go back in with brushes and just go a little tick, tick, tick of colour, but yeah. that's that's not priority because the intent actually this it's a Saturday today and there was that Bushido event today. Yeah, one in Chessington. Right? Yeah, Chessington. Oh, the um, first founding was. Yeah, and I really wanted to go, hmm. but like Matt and I had discussed that like, I'm I've been playing Shiho, but I don't want to play them anymore. I'm not having fun with them. I tried my ninjas on Wednesday. I lost to Matt. I had more fun playing them. Right. I had jank. I had choices. I actually could use sidestep defence that cost one on my model. Uh, well, could you though? Could you? No, I actually never came off it once. Never, it never came off once. Literally, every time I used it, he lost the... I lost combat every time. I, don't, I didn't win a combat. I know, you know you did do it once. You did it once on the uh, the, Kohei. Da- the dagger guy. The dagger guy. Yeah. He got out because that's how he disengaged. True that. Um... But I want to lean into that. But I just don't want to go to an event with a force I'm not familiar with and in, just be a problem for my opponent when I'm like, oh, I don't know what this does, I don't know what this does. Da, da, da. I want to get, you know, slick so the games are quick and I'm, yeah. I'm good. Not saying good to win, I mean... Just so you can play. Um, I want to be able to play so I'm not like, what does that do? Got to check that. You want to be the burden on your opponent, that's it. Well, get them to teach you how your army plays well. As well, we already talked about it this morning. When we when I left Matt on Wednesday, I went home and looked at my cards. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that guy did that. Oh, the model I used could have done that. You no. forgot about the big rules on the back of Kohei's and um, Ghost cards. Yeah, like the whole game. And, and it's weird because like, I've studied those cards. I know them. And then you play. There's a lot to think about. It, all battle pl- no battle plan survives contact with the enemy why do you think I love Minamoto so much I just have good stats so hard to beat your armour mm. massively a, played there were some games where I was just well most of the game I was just p- putting one in defence because if, if it went badly it went badly but yeah. but there was I was doing some ranged attacks where it was like three damage down to none four damage down to one two down to zero you know it was like constant no 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 yeah, he did about four points of damage across the game, I think. Yeah. And that was to that was poison help with that as well. Mm. You threw me around a lot, didn't you, though, you prick? Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Hobby progress, is that... But Alpha Legion is going to be my hobby progress with Night Lords as well. 30k will be my hobby not. progress moving forward. Love it. Um, I don't know what I've done. Not a massive amount. I've just... I've, I've been slowly working a little bit more on my Black Legion. Done a little bit more. So I've uh, started putting paint on a Hellbrew and put some paint on a couple of... I've got a couple of, um, pardon me, Rubric Marines that mm-hmm. I've put in. So I just nice. bought like, a couple of individual Rubric Marines and I'm going to chuck them into squads. Because I've read um, when I read the Black Legion um, books, the first two parts of that series, Second Arcane has got... He's one of the... He's a thousand sons mm. who's joined the Black, the Black Legion and he's got a few Rubrics with him. So... 
because obviously the Black Legion's every everyone can join the Black Legion if they want to. It's just like you just have to be willing to become part of them again. They're kind of trying to bring everyone back together and become one unified force. Um, <clears throat> I've got a Plague Marine in there, and I've got a couple of um, uh, rubrics now. And I'm, when the new Corn Berserkers come out, I'm going to get a couple of those as mm. well. Which from the potato cam, they look pretty cool. They do from the potato cam. I mean, eventually we'll get non-potato shots because, as we've said, we'll come on to do Angron in a little bit. Um, I haven't done a massive amount. I put, I put Sora together and I put the new Gosha Dekuro spooky... Um, undead Bushido. Undead, uh, yeah, the, the, the skeleton for Bushido together, which yeah. is pretty cool. And I, I bought him and I did buy the undead set so yeah. that I can have the so skeleton again. With, yeah, love it. But I only want the... I don't really fancy playing We Three Meet Again. I just want to play the three skeletons and is it well, Joe, Joe, whatever the um, one that makes skeletons better. I don't think it's really worth playing any of the We Three without the other three two. I, I, I think that's not relevant for me. I think Fair I enough. want the three skeletons. I want that one that makes them regen two and then I went Tenbatsu yeah, to enough. just mess stuff up. I think it'd be fun. And maybe some bats. Hmm. I want to lean into like an undead little force. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this is the Dracula stuff going mm. on with the caravan. Okay. Um, do I do anything else? I think I put together the... Um, the king, uh, What's it called? Oh my God. What's the, what's the boutique game? The really cool... Big game with the with the creepiest Kingdom Death. Why I couldn't I think of the phrase Kingdom Death? Honestly, he was so lost when you said that. And Booting, I was like, surely he'd remember Kingdom Death. Yeah, no, my brain, my brain, deleted it for a moment. Um, I put together my Kingdom Death pin up as well. That I need to paint because I want to have a go at painting that. Mm. That should be cool. I want to yeah. actually paint a. I'm intending to paint a, uh, either a bust or a larger scale model. Mm. I fancy giving a larger scale a go. <clears throat> I enjoy it massively. That's why I enjoy painting. We got loads of those 50, 20, those limbo twenty whatever twenty eight and fifty four, and they scaled yeah. up. So I want to paint one of their fifty fours. Nice. Yeah, their fifty fours really work nicely. They're the same as. Do you remember the Michael Contara stuff that I bought? Mm. Like he, the zombie lady, not zombie, the um, like Egyptian mummy. That one I really enjoyed painting. And I've still mm. got all of the. Refer to them as the queens. I've got all of them as queens still. The vampire one the zombie one yeah I actually ones. bought the vampire lady because I thought she'd be a good guild ball post guild ball goal post for morticians uh, yeah. yeah just like sitting there looking kind of like oh, I'm just I just wanted to paint it uh, I'm a vampire yeah and it was like how can I justify <laughs> all, it all, every single one of his models is beautiful it's Michael Contaros yeah. Michael Contaros yeah. yeah Michael Contaros mm. miniatures a bit a little bit a little bit expensive but I think worth it mm. worth good. it massively until, until you randomly scale up to the ones where he's decided that he's going to enter them in like, effectively show pieces. Because you're like, you've got, you've got some nice 54 mil stuff for like between, like, I'd say, like 40 quid to about 60 quid. Then all of a sudden he'll randomly turn up and go, here's a 300 pound model, have the apocalypse of five horsemen. Yeah. And you're like, when I'm it's def- fucking beautiful. <laughs> but I haven't just got 300 quid to go. Yeah, I'll take a pun. Also, you're never going to justify the painting on it, are you? Because like, I like painting, but then you're going to start that model and be like, "Oh, fuck. I, I'm not good enough for this." I bought the one of my favourite things that he's done. The book, yeah, the, the knight one? and yeah. the princess in the that. storybook. But it's the second version because there's an expensive. Yeah, there's the limited, the limited edition one, which 
which is better, but I yeah, it's gone. So I got the other version. I still think it's delightful, but it's that's one of those models that you're like, I want to paint it, but, but I also don't want to paint it. It looks better when it's not painted. But not also me. also that there are no badly painted ones online. Mm. Like the only people that have bought them, you'll see like five of them, and the only time you've seen the five painted are when you're walking around either the painting state, like the the, the glass cabinet hall, and you're like, oh look, there's. One done by three of the Spanish guys that are all winning these these events. Mm. You never said, but then I can walk into a games workshop and go, I can do that. I can do that. Yeah, I would love to paint that model because it is pretty. Yeah. Anyway, the only other thing I did, I built my drop zone commander starter set. Oh yeah, because there's a little Chad and I, there's a little bit of fizz at the club about drop zone. Only a tiny bit. Mm. But John and uh, Chad and I played dunks. Game. Dunks. Dunks bought in now. Uh, you've obviously got a fair bit. Yeah, I've got to find him. I've got mine so long ago. Bill. If you built it all tonight, we could play that tomorrow. I'm just saying. I've got to find it. I'm just saying. It didn't that's, take me long. That's kind of part of my mission at the moment. Like, I've lo- I couldn't find, for the 30k event the other day, I couldn't find a Spartan, a Drop Pod, a Leviathan, any Custodes. You need to file your stuff away better. I know. Bonkers. Um, but yeah, so we've we done some bits and pieces. Well, well, not really. Mainly buying and organising. That still counts as hobby. Okay, cool. But the drop fleet, drop zone, sorry, drop zone I bought to the UK Games Expo, which leads us handily on to discussing the UK Games Expo, which only happened, what, a month ago at this point. So we're nailing it time-wise. <laughs> hot off the press. I mean, hot. Re- relevant and I think cool, current events. Cool to the point of happily easy to eat. Yeah, rigor mortis is setting. Absolutely no danger of burning your tongue. Yeah. I didn't know you guys were going to be there that day. Well, we were going to be there. It was a bit of a weird thing because you and Dan had sorted to go. I mean, without checking with us, hashtag just saying. No, we uh, absolutely did check with both of you. No, you'd already booked and done and then someone dropped out and then you were like, oh, by the way, do you want to go? Yeah, because we all went, yeah, we because we all went together last year and we just honestly just hadn't thought sure. whether you'd want to go. So John and I was like, well, we'll we fancy popping up, but we did, weren't sure when or what or whatever. Yeah. That was the thing. We weren't sure when you were coming. So we, yeah, but... Well, to be fair, work-wise with me, I wasn't sure I was going to be able to do the Friday. Yeah. And it was only on the Thursday when I messaged you and said, like, I can do tomorrow. Because mm. I, and at one point, I thought well, I might have to work because we were working up London and stuff. But in the end, got those bank holidays off and shot up to Birmingham. Yeah. Mm. Clear run, parked easy, got in. I was say, six, well, six, six, quarter past six, what's mine? And we did it in no time at all, really. Yeah, it was really quick. It was a good run. And um, I'd not been before, and it was much bigger than I expected. And I think you said it was bigger than last year. Yeah, far bigger. Last year because they last had... year would have been COVIDy anyway. Last year they had one exhibition hall and one open gaming hall. This year they had two exhibition halls and right. one open gaming hall. Well, huge. Right off the bat, first up, loved it. Wish I'd been there longer. And I wish you had too, because the because it was so big. In order to make sure that you ran around and saw everything, you, myself and John, I didn't feel could really interact with it in the way that we wanted to. You by... couldn't really do any um, demos or, or really get get to no. anything. You were just walking around going, oh, 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 yeah, oh, that's cool, day. that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. But there wasn't. Uh, I want to sit down and play. Mm. I mean, sorry, no, that sounds wrong. There were a few that I wanted to sit down and play. But I thought if I did, that's an hour, an hour and a half gone. Yeah. And you're not going to get round the whole thing. 
Um, I think I probably should have done one, but look, you live and know. Um, you know, for next year, I I still think if I'd have done more than two days, it would have been too much. So I I think go two do, days isn't a bad option. Go do what we did on the day with the knowledge that the next day you're going to go and sit down with like choose your top three. Yeah, I agree. That's my that's my mindset of doing it. And I, I like, didn't. All I would say to that, I went for four days. So to to check in and um, like put stuff to the bring by Thursday night, but then the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, there was still stuff I wanted to do that I didn't get a chance to. Yeah, sure. You will find so much that you want to even even stuff you're not like. Yeah, I definitely want to buy that. Just like oh, that looks interesting. I just want to have a go and see how it plays. Not because you think you're going to buy it. Like I played um, Flick Fleet. Which, yeah, because we had to stand and watch it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I felt I felt I felt a bit bad about that, <laughs> but I didn't realize how long that would take. But um, it was really fun. And I think it was a really cool thing to try. I didn't want to buy it in the end. It seemed too, too expensive to me. Yes. But it was a really cool idea. And it was a lot of fun. Mm. And it was something quite different. And like stuff like that you'll find at those shows. Yeah. yeah. I, st- I still think even with walking around, uh, overnight one night for me would be is sufficient. I don't, think, I don't think there'd be more, more than one day of trying things out. Bear in mm. mind, we walked it in a day. Mm. It was a little bit rushed at the end. I had a bit of extra time. I went back to, I did a when you guys were sitting down to play, or just like to to relax. I did another whiz round and went back to like GCT and had a chat with them. And yeah. Da, da, da. Do you think that's because you guys aren't big board gamers? Yeah, I think that's it. For me, it was. I think you just need to give it more of a chance. I think you say that though. I mean, be surprised. I, I, but no. there wasn't anything that if it jumped, I would have been in. You know. It depends. I, I wouldn't say I'm not massive. I, I, I do like a board game. I've got like my my comparison is a lot of my. My friends that don't play war games will easily come round and play a board game. Yeah, like I've got quite a few people that would be like, "Let's give it a go." And so my board game, like I would say, like window is a is narrower than what you guys will have because you guys will book for a day, go and sit round to learn how to play a game. My guys don't want to do that. They want to come round and we be able to be taught how to play the game while we're playing it. Hence, like. Settlers, tickets to ride, all that sort of stuff. So my my stuff is very much the entry level stuff. I'd go and sit around someone's house and learn a game as we're playing it because I can do that. But for me, for the group that I have, like I'm playing a lot of of. I mean, at mine, you've seen on mine. I've got all of the ascensions, like because deck building's easy to explain to someone, and like th- those are the sort of games that I play. But but like stuff like we played um, Subterra, which took very little time to learn and we just sort of learned it as we played did it take a little time to learn because all of you are competent at playing games maybe would it would it have been imagine you got four people four randos that you like from your from your school days that go to the pub that you don't talk to anymore the four guys that used to knock that beer out into games and you're going to have to learn the game yourself so you know it and then also teach four people while you're trying to learn it personally I don't think so some of them yeah. A couple of them, I think, were really simple and just like were designed for even non-gamers to play as well. Subterra and Subterra Two um, were really, really good and really easy to get to grips with. It's one of those ones that um, you sort of you explore the area as you go along. So every time you move into a new, well, there's a blank space at the edge of your square. Yeah. You place the tile and you can just decide which way it's orientated, and you're like exploring the the caves, or in this case, I think it's a volcano. Oh, cool. Um, it's like the, ba- the base under a volcano as you That's go. Um, and I think Subterra, Subterra the, the first one was uh, like an underground cave system. You're being chased by 
horrid cave monsters. Spooky things, yeah. Spooky <laughs> descent monsters. Um, the other one I remember I really liked, and I know Dan and Scott, I think, both bought, was, um, or definitely Dan did, was Fire Tower, which oh, was hilarious. And they bought that, did they? Yeah, Dan oh, bought like great. all of it. Fire Tower, it's hilarious. When we saw it, I thought, oh, it's going to be a game of like, like you're a you're a fire warden and you're like or one of those people in you know in, in big national parks and you have to like fight forest fires and try to protect like the area and stuff. No, you each have a fire tower and you're trying to set the other people's fire towers a- a- ablaze. I saw them put. You're actively encouraging down. the forest fires. And it was all three D printed buildings. <laughs> if you buy the deluxe versions, yeah, it's like it's like nice. Well, not even the deluxe version. I think the base version. Is. It's like it's uh, little fire gems. Right. Little little orange gems that look like fire, and there's a nice big orange fire in the middle, and the fire spreads out from there. And it, every turn, basically, the fire spreads because of the <laughs> wind. And you have some cards. The cards can add more fire, block the fire for yourself, or change the wind. That kind of thing. And it's really simple. And it's just about trying Didn't to get to the fire to your friends. A, ta- a castle up around, or is that a different game? I think I know what you're talking about. I think it was a different one. Oh, there was one I saw that, that you built up a little tower of castle stuff. I'm sure that fire as well. That's well done. Hmm. I know the one you're talking about. Because it had 3D printed fire blocks yeah. that they put on top to so make the person next could that they couldn't then build on it because it was on fire. So you had to get rid of the fire before you could oh, build. Oh, that's not what I was talking about. No, no. Sorry. I remember one they were able to talk about. That was the one with the. It basically looked like a pool of gems was on the yeah. map. Yeah, I remember. Uh, that, and I, that because it was that that did not grab me enough to remember. I remember it now, but it wasn't my it thing. It was mm. a lot of fun, and I really think if you. Sometimes if you just tried the game, rather than yeah. looking at it going, it doesn't interest me. Oh, no, absolutely, but there's not enough time in the day for all the things. Yeah, which is why you should go for three days. But I didn't I didn't really even know it was on. Yeah. You and guys were already booked and done before I even knew it was happening. True. Uh, um, but I think that's because I still don't think of you when I think of board games. Sure. Forgive me for that. <laughs> no, no forgiveness needed. <laughs> I, uh, I thought they... you were going to say no. No forgiveness. <laughs> but there was quite a few miniature things there, but I think we should... Like, there was. So, First things first, John and I got there, we queued up, and I was like, well, should I just buy the tickets in the queue to <laughs> speed this process along? We were like, yeah, that makes sense. So I got on my phone, bought the two tickets, You because it was a bit of a weird thing, like, we were queuing, and but that didn't get you in. You still had to queue to get your ticket. You have to queue to get your pass. Yeah, which was like, so why did I bother buying it online? And what was interesting is we just as we got our tickets, they let all you guys in, and then once because there were all the people were queuing on that corridor. By the time you were done, we just literally walked, walked in, in behind, so it felt like we nailed it timing wise. Yeah. So I buy them, go up to the front desk, <laughs> call up the phone screen. I go, "Hi, my good man. I have bought two young person yeah. tickets." <laughs> and he very looked, young. He looked at us and wasn't quite sure how to, to, to deal with it. I was like. I seem to have made an error. <laughs> can we uh, can we change this? And he was like, "Let me call my manager." And it was just a question of like paying a little bit of extra money <laughs> to make them. Which didn't know how to do it on tickets. the yeah. Didn't know how to do it on the yeah, till when it was funny. all like a yeah, thing. Because it's not a usual thing for people to fuck up thinking they're sixteen. Absolutely or less. correct. <laughs> I think it might have been even younger. I think I'm it was thirteen. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I think it was when when the lady came over, she was just like, "Well, you're definitely not young people." Yeah. And we were like, "How?" Yeah. Dare you! It, <laughs> it was like you go on to buy tickets, and that was the top ticket. I personally think that's a mistake of design. You shouldn't put that ticket first. Yeah, possibly. So yeah, young people shouldn't be enjoying games. Well, they're stupid. What are the chances that they're the ones on buying, buying the ticket, those tickets? I agree. I agree. So anyway, 
once that was resolved, we had yeah. our passes and we were in. Uh, we actually just didn't have any plan, and it was like we'll do the classic walk round the outside and then work our way in, turn left, and within two seconds we we're at the GCT stand. Yeah, because you went in hall two. Yeah, well hall one, sorry. So we went in, and um, I went up to the guys because, quite quite frankly, we've when we've done our Bushido episodes, we've been quite hot and fiery, and we've gone hard. And I went up to him and was like, oh, we. All right, you, you Matt, might, Matt, Matt, Matt and Dan. I wouldn't say that I'm a, I'm a contributor. To you that. Matt and Dan occasionally me. Well, the the last the last GC the last Bushido so did like you've got to listen back because you were a salty sea dog. Me was I? Yeah, it was. Okay. It's quite tough. And I was and I was and then I tried to rein it in and Dan was negative and it was all just like a thing. And I even so I went up to him was like because obviously I know what they look like because they've been on podcasts and stuff and I was like oh hey guys so. I'm this guy off the Discord and they went, oh yeah. And it's like, you're on the podcast. I'm like, yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. just want to say like, sorry and stuff for like sometimes being a dick. And they were like, don't worry about it. It's fine. They were an absolute delight. They could not have been more delightful. And we like, have issued a formal apology. <laughs> yeah. Well, I issued, I issued, because you turned up about 15, 20 minutes later, I think. Yeah. But then I also did apologise. <laughs> but we had a really nice chat about, you know, the game and playtesting and information and what we see, what they see, and you know the whole, the whole thing really. Yeah. And it was just a really nice interaction. Um, they let me look in their little black book for the campaign. So the ca- that campaign campaign book that we're waiting for was currently in that black folder mm. on top of their stand. Very not in a printed form in any in any way. Just in a no, sort of no, yeah, like. A4 printouts of of from Word kind of vibe of what it's going to be and the rules and this and that. But what we learned was that it is going to be very much um, you get a point and then you go down the track for your faction. So that faction has, if you get that many points, then you can have a special ability that relates to your faction. Yeah. And it just seems really fun. Like, people have to understand it's not tournament. No. Because... If you get a couple of campaigns under your belt, you're going to be an absolute either killing machine, objective machine, speed machine, whatever your faction excels at. You're going to be turned up to 11 on it. Exactly. Which I think is really fun when everyone's doing it and you're all under the understanding that this is why we're doing it. super, no one will be. Exactly. So that just seemed really fun. Um, They showed me uh, Nico or Neko. Ne- Neko or Nico? I it don't know. Neko. I, think, I, I think they said Neko. I thought it was Nico. Was, uh, yeah, but, uh, maybe it's Neko. They said don't don't spread it around. So at the time I didn't say anything, but now it's out, I can say it. And I Because th- I'm a little scared about that model, I'm not going to lie. But they showed me the 3D renders of like 360. Yeah. It and it looks a the... bit better, but it, it's an, it does seem an odd sculpt when you look at how good the Firefox looks. And also when you look at how cool the artwork is. Yeah. It doesn't feel like the... But we it's not a leaping before. lion. Yeah, I feel like the model doesn't quite add up. But I think from what I remember about the 360, the it weirdly looked better from the other side that they haven't shown. So I, I think it looked better on the other way, going the other way. Right. Uh, well, I wasn't there when you saw it. So I don't know. I thought you saw the 360. I did, but you you weren't with me when I saw it. Oh, maybe not. Um, maybe I asked them to show me too. I went back at the end of the day and looked at that. Mm. Um, and they were like, right, you can ask us any question you like. 
And I was like, okay, what's the next faction? And my, uh, Jason was like, truthfully, I haven't decided. It's one of two. So the, so the answer is, I haven't decided. It's one of two. And I was like, but what are they? Well, like, oh, you've had your one question. Had question. Like, no! Bamboozled. Absolute classic like games developer scenes. So I learned nothing. Um, but the Grey Pilgrim came out on that day with the dark and light. And I've now finally found the uh, picture yeah, of how to post it together, that how to connect it. That's nice. But I just, just was, I had a really nice chat with those guys. It was really nice. Bought, um, bought a bunch bought a lot. of stuff. Didn't have the Ito card pack, which was a shame. Mm. Um, I bought the um, special uh, strikes card pack. Which yeah, which is, which is useful. Um, but yeah, it was just it was nice to see them, and it was nice to see there was quite a buzz around them, and their their cabinet looked delightful. They had so many, well, so far more painted models in that cabinet than they did say at Salute. Yeah, and it just really brought people it in. Yeah, they had the it painted Ronin box, the new two player yeah. starter. They also had a test print of the new Master Akusa. Yeah, which they had at Salute as well. Did they? I think so, but I don't think it was painted. But this one wasn't painted oh, yes, right. Oh, yes, you're right. It was, they were, it was just sort of like... It was just to show the size and the shape. Yeah, they were very clear saying this is a test print, it's not the final thing, blah, 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 blah. But I'm still, you know, I still want it right now. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, that was a really nice interaction with those guys. They were really nice and gracious and took our dickishness in their stride. And also, on a side note, they've officially errated in Ninja Side-Eye on the Discord. They have. Ninja Side-Eye is no more... Which is a shame. We never got to actually use it in an event and be dicks. I'm glad. Um, and then from there, we moved on just around the fair. And maybe should we just talk about some of the, the highlights that jumped at us? Yeah, go for it. I, I, I want you guys to, to, well, to say John, that. what was... What, what Ooh, you? Uh, spring it on me. Um, well, if you weren't sitting on your phone, Jonathan, perhaps you would... Try to buy an airbrush. Try to buy an airbrush. That counts. Oh, if only I'm you do that at another time. Looks if I do but it now, you, you, like I'm committed. Yeah, I know. I I'm committed. I've been trying well, to do it for the last two weeks. Shall I, can, may I go big guns first? Yeah. Try big guns first. I know who you're going to talk about. Yeah. Ooh. I, I, I don't think I could guess what he's going to talk about, so if you know, that's interesting. Ooh. Can I have a guess then? Is if I'm right? Are you going to talk about Stone Sword Games? 100% Stone yeah. Sword Games. I'm an idiot, of course it was. Well, I'm an idiot. <laughs> like, really? Yeah, uh, yeah I retract. Now, John, it... to be fair, you were, you were trying to buy an airbrush. Yeah. It's fine, exactly. I get it. Now, is the gentleman's name James? Yes. I think it was James, yeah. yeah. Yeah, James at Stone Sword Games. The director of Stone Sword. the owner, right? An absolute sensation. He was a lot of fun to talk to, wasn't he? I would say one of the most interesting people I've ever met in the gaming community. Not to mention enthusiastic. Tough to disagree with either of those. L- literally. So he highlighted to us that he was worried about the day, so had gone big on his ADHD meds. <laughs> May have gone overboard. Um, he was absolutely wired. I think he was hyped for. Um, he was also just like hyped to be at the show. And yeah, like, he was just. He was genuinely. He was really just excited. so enthusiastic. He was hyped for the day. He was hyped for his stand. He was hyped for how well their company's going. So they had uh, Sinjitsu was playing. A few people doing that. They had that Daimyo game. That's one game. I didn't get to have a go at. That I wanted to. Um, their Daimyo was the new. Was they the had one the whole Sinjitsu. There's also one after Senjutsu. There was oh, a sorry, werewolf. It's a dungeon, a dungeon crawler one. So they've got it's a werewolf one. So they've got the the one that's already out before Senjutsu, which is in the same universe is a worker placement Euro game. Then there's Senjutsu, the one v one dueling game, 
And then there's a new one coming. Yeah, I got the email about that one. Yeah, which is like a dungeon crawler, ninjas versus werewolves, or something like that, right? I don't think it's ni- no. I think there's a there's a daimyo one, which is that, and then there's a werewolf one, which is like a miniature board game thing. But it's not like in the way that we play miniatures game. It's still like a board game, board mm. game. Um, just go go look them up. It's no point in us talking about it. Oh yeah, Stone Soul Games. But what I wanted to say was like we just had the best time chatting with him. Um. He was talking about the company and his plans, and we were saying, "Oh, wouldn't this IP be cool? Wouldn't that IP be cool?" And he was like, "I want to do this. I want to do that." It was just like, it was like an inspirational TED talk on the floor of the UK Games Expo. I just felt enthused about the hobby, about games. Well, I think both both of us had kind of had this like games hiatus because of work and everything else lockdown. and lockdown and just in terms of motivation to play things and to, to be involved in the hobby mm. has been at a low because we've really not played that much in comparison to how much we used to play yeah we managed to convince ourselves like, right we're going to go to UK Games Expo hopefully it will ignite buzz he ignited that buzz on his own I agree there's, there's no way that you come out of that show if you went and spoke to him without going oh my god I want to play board games specifically his tough to disagree and his future plans, like, we've all met people that are like, oh, yeah, I'm like, does do, I'm making a game. It's like, okay, okay, great. Oh, yeah. um, what does it exist right now? Oh, it's just like a, in a notebook. Okay, great. But this guy was like, that guy, but you're staring at all the games he's actually made. So when he comes at you and goes, oh, I'm going to do this game and I might use this IP, I mean, talks with that IP. It's like, oh, shit, well, he, I might actually back him to do this. Like, yeah. Like, everything else he's well, talked it, about doing it was, Do you remember... I don't want to say it on here because I don't want to give away what he said to us. When Do you remember when he was saying about how he approaches people? Yeah. And he was just like, I'm not a board game creator guy. He was like, I'm... What was, what was his thing before? Well, I think, is it Paul is the guy that he works with? He's more yeah. of the board game creator guy. Yeah, but he himself, isn't he like an accountant slash business in, management? he was in finance before. Yeah, and like just the way that he approaches approaching the IPs is completely different to other people. And he's fucking nailed it. Well, if any of the stuff he talks about... Oh, I mean, he told us like four or five ideas and every one of those made us squee harder and louder. Yeah. And like the moment, at one point he was talking about wouldn't it be cool to do a Transformers game? And you were like, well... And I nearly hugged him. But then you started talking about that other Transformers game. So I did game. talk about, yeah, a bot war in the Trader's Galaxy game. And how the, um, that guy whose name escapes me right now had gone down the road of doing original G1 models and said that he tried to contact them for a license but couldn't get one. So all of those original G1 Transformer 28 mils that he did are gone. I've got them all, thankfully, yeah. but he's not allowed to do it anymore. Uh, and he was like, oh, you should like, like put him in touch with me. I'll sort him out for a license and all this. And you're like, if anyone says that, you'd be like, sure, yeah, well, sure, well. geezer, cheers. But like, I kind of just believe this guy. So do I. Yeah. Um, and so he was sort of demoing Hogs of War, which John already bought into. And I, I had looked at it at the time and wasn't that bothered about, yeah, to be honest. No, no, no. I don't have a connection with that PlayStation 1 franchise. Nor do I. It's not my thing. And yet. <laughs> and yet, after talking to him for 20 minutes, I was instantly just all in on it. Yeah. And they were doing like a late pledge thing on the day where you just sort of went, hi, gave him your your email address and stuff. And paid him money and then he sent you a the big box yeah a link which is sitting right there um but really what was fascinating and i think more for him than than us but 
when we were standing there chatting with him. I was having like a, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. It was fun. So we're standing there and we're chatting with him about Hogs of War and how he loved Hogs of War and he did it because of this and it was, it's irreverent humour is what drew him to it and yada, yada, yada. And he had highlighted to us that he'd contacted the creator and was like, look, I want to do this board game. And they came to a deal where he was like, I'm just going to give you a percentage of the profits. And the guy was like, yeah, cool. That's fine. I'm done with this this thing. Anything that happens to it now is fine. It's it's cool. Just have fun. Do, with you, it. do you remember what he said though? He just said, "As long as you're making a mockery of it." Yeah, that was literally it. He was the guy, not, the, the guy that was in the iPad. No, but he said he was like, you couldn't believe how easy it was to talk to the guy. As, as long and as he was literally like, like trying show to it to me, and he wanted it to remain true to the game. He was basically just like, as long as you're not taking the piss out of it, because the game in itself it's is very t- very put this way, wouldn't get made now. Sure, it's so tongue in cheek from what it used to be. That he was like, as long as it's still not taking the piss out of mm-hmm. it. So we're standing there looking at it, talking about it, yada yada. Nerd gushing. And then I'm conscious of a, of a couple of people to our left. And a woman then says, we were sort of talking, and she interrupts us and says, sorry, do you know who this guy is? And we look. And there's this little like, old bearded hippie dude. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're like... No, just this is the guy you're talking about. This is the guy that like created Hogs of War, and we were like, oh wow. And then James kind of just lost, just gushes, yeah, absolutely, yeah, lost his fucking mind. But it was so weird as well because we were having the conversation about yeah. that guy. Me, me and him were just basically saying about how cool and nostalgic it is because mm. the game was fantastic. If you haven't played it, get an emulator and play it. Trust oh. me, you will enjoy it. And, and, yeah, both of us. I was just like. This is yeah, unreal. It, was, it was bonkers and he was like oh my god oh my I god think, I think the creator Senpai noticed me yeah I was going to say I think that creator is actually some kind of like psychic manifestation I think like he doesn't exist in the material plane until someone we talks about him, him enough and then he gets he manifests for a while you can interact with him briefly and then he disappears back into the ethereum for, yeah. until he's needed again but they had so they had a nice little chat and the fellow was I don't know his name I should look him up but um, was saying oh it's the first time I've seen I've actually seen it it looks great da da and then James was like, oh, thanks, man. This is great so much. I just had a... It was just really nice moment. It was wholesome. It was wholesome, man. Yeah, it was so nice yeah. to be in that reflected glory. Like, you know, we've got no dog in this fight, but it was just... One guy was super happy that people loved his stuff, and the other guy was super happy that this guy who he looked up to had noticed him. And it was just lovely. And, and made was... his, his old stuff cool again. Yeah. Because that, that's what he's done. Because yeah. like Hogs of War is not a modern IP, not at all, not at all. And then and and then they were talking about like oh a couple of things I wanted to do, and he was like oh I remember like a couple of names and things. Didn't I? I think I we came up with a couple of silly. You you did. Yeah, I it was remember. Vietnam. Is it Vietnam? I'm Maybe. sure. Well, yeah, I think you're right. It was yeah, Vietnam. Vietnam for an expansion. Yeah, an expansion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's right. It was Vietnam. Because I was trying to do something with Viet with the Viet Minh, wasn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Viet Mints, I think you came up. Yeah, with. Viet Mints. Yeah, but it, yeah, it was. It was, and then that was when I he, I just said to him, "What games have you got?" And then that was you were saying about Sinjitsu, and I was like, "Oh, I've missed that." And he was like, "You can late pledge if you want." Fine, all right. I was like, Stop "Fine, it. okay." I was like, "Take my money." I was like, "I, I, I will now back." I think near enough everything he does. Yeah, it does feel that way, doesn't it? That I, th- and you know, and we, I mentioned posted up on Twitter about them and he responded and that was really sweet. I just feel we had like a really nice yeah. moment with those guys and their stall was really good and I actually went up to him later in the like, at the end of the show 
I went up to him and like shook his hand and said, just want to say, mate, you were the highlight of this show for me. You yeah, really yeah. were. And he was like, oh, was I, t- I was worried I was a bit much. I was coming on a bit strong. I was like, mate, no, you, whatever it is, you've got it. The passion. Keep it, it going. It, that's what it was. it was. And I just wanted him to like know that I was just really enthused, enthused yeah. by him and looking forward to the games he's going to make. And I don't really, rem- you know, he- this is going to sound bad and I'm not trying to be negative, but you know, like we obviously love Gilball, but I was never like, oh, I wonder what else um, is coming, you know, from Steamforge saying. Like Games Workshop, you're like, you don't have that personal relationship with and that personal thing can be a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah. As as we've proven. Double-edged sword. Yeah, but like this guy, I'm all, I am genuinely excited to see what... What he brings out next. What, he, what, those, what that company, because not just him, it's, you know, it's James and Paul. Um, but we got to see if they'll come on the podcast and we can talk to them about yeah. games and stuff. But they're just great. It's what, what we said when we were there. Like I now, in my mind, am looking forward to see what he releases. Whereas Steamforge, we knew we were buying it when it came out because it was new. But we'd say that about anything that kind of kind of got your attention. But we would have said no to some things. Like, for example, when all of the like the D&D related Cats games came out, I never remember mm-hmm. that. Resident Evil. Like, like Resident Evil, Evil, when they did start doing all their Kickstarter stuff. None of us were really that enthused. This guy, I backed Senjutsu based on his enthusiasm. I'd not looked at the game once, not looked at anything, but the way that he'd sold it to me was cool. Yeah, tough to disagree. And so when I, obviously now I've got that from him, I know the emails to say when that new game comes up, and I even looked at it, and it's not my jam, but I was like, if I get Senjutsu and it's good. Which I think it will be. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, I wish I got to try I think I would have backed it. I'd, well, I'd I got a notification the other day saying make sure your address is right and all that sort of stuff. So it's coming. Yeah, I did that. So, and... I, there's well, not like the setup. Because I told you about the Hogs of War one. So when we got it, it when once you got it delivered, on I think when you opened it, it said like tag and share on Instagram or something like that. So I did because yeah. I'm really happy that it turned up. And then they reshared it on their story tagging oh. me in it or something. And so then I replied to him on that story, like privately, and was just like, oh, stoked to start playing it, going to get a gaming day. Um, and then I'd got the delivery note for the next day as well. And I was like, oh, I must have got my Sinjitsu delivery note because I didn't read what it was. And he was like, well, I hope you haven't because they're not being sent out yet. If you do, please let me know. Because <laughs> <laughs> then it was the, the mat and the dice that came afterwards, but I didn't realise because I'd assumed everything was in the yeah, box. Yeah, yeah, of course. Is of it course. Dynamo. So I'm waiting. Oh, Sutton. Yeah. I'm waiting for updates on uh, cheap Warhammer. Cheap Warhammer. Yeah. Um. So what? Was, so that was like my highlight, if you will. Yeah. Uh, anyone else's highlight? Not so much a highlight. Something very sort of unusual and new was playing that Valrix game, or that was it, Valrix or Valkrix? Oh, the the table one. Yeah. Okay. It was just because it was something so, very. Um, yeah, I think we should do the setup for that one. That Valkrix. was That is definitely something I wanted. I wanted to talk about. Um, how do we? How do we discuss that one? Simple. So we came round the corner, in the second hall, and there was a table. There's a big flat a open lo- hexagonal table. Yes, with some models on it and a couple of spots of terrain. And it was clear that something was happening. Something was afoot. And it was a very interesting something, but I didn't understand it. Airbrush ordered. 
Well done. Committed. Congratulations. Proud of you. Yeah. So, it was a, lo- a large hexagonal table. On two opposite faces of that hexagon were tablets in holders, which had information on. I never got close enough to quite fully see those. On the table were models on oversized bases, like... M- the hexes were, I don't know, what would you say, about eight six, inch? Six to eight inches across, yeah. maybe. And they were not sort of like 32 mil scale models on the middle of these bases, which I thought looked bad, but that's we'll worry about that in a minute. Um, but they were basically playing a war game where the table was the computer table. And there was a screen and information came up on your tablets and... The hex is lit when you could do certain things. If I may. Yeah, because you played it later. I didn't played you? it, yeah. Uh, Chad and I played against two other people who were there for the, for the day and, yeah. or, or for the weekend. And, and um, uh, we, I would say it's kind of like playing a Total War game, but instead of a computer, the, the pieces that you're moving are physical pieces. Yeah. So all the information about your. I say all the information. I have we'll notes. get to that. The information about your units is on the screen, but you physically move the units to where you want them to go, and then they attack. Um, it was a very small, when I say small scale, I mean we only had like three, two to three units a piece. Um, but yeah, all of the calculation of whether you've hit, how much damage you've done, the hit points you have, blah, 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 that's all done by the computer. The table identifies what model is where by RFID chips in the bottom of each base, or RFID, or some some similar to RFID technology. The Magic. Computer, yeah, yeah. Hocus pocus. Exactly. the the compute The table figures out where every unit is. The computers decide how effective your attack has been, and then it tells you how much how hurt that enemy unit is that you've tried to attack. And it was a really cool idea. The the I think he's not the owner. He's like the no, MD. Yeah, yeah, the developer guy. But right, he first, is the te- he's technical consultant technically, and and he was a real nice fella. But the thing is, when we I just want to say when we first rocked up, you come around the corner and you're like, I don't know what this is, and he was not very good at all at explaining it. Yeah, because I said what I said. This looks cool. What is it? And he was like, What do you mean? It's like what I what are you selling? Like why? Why are you yeah. here? Am I buying the table? Yeah. Am I buying the minis? What, 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 and I... he didn't seem to understand that no one couldn't understand why they were there or what they were going on. But we should state that it, after a bit of coaxing, which he, he seemed a bit angry about at first, like, why don't you get it? It's like, because there's no way of us knowing this at yeah. all. Hmm. They're an event space in Birmingham that has these tables. So like where you would go bowling or laser gaming, instead you would rock up to this place with your mates and play these war games on these tables and that they can all interconnect. So it's like in a, it's a day out is what they're functionally promoting. But yeah. there was in no way that we could know, Sorry. there was no way we could know this. No, no. it was not clear at all. I thought, oh, we had buying... to kind of push him to really, we had to ask some very targeted leading questions yes. to get to the centre Very specific. what he was. It, we only found out that it was the gaming hall because I pointed it out that it was printed on the wall behind. But and it was that. That was the. It was us asking what that was. Oh, the tournament. He said there was a no, tournament. no, no. Underneath that, do you remember where I said it, there's an address on there? Mm. And then when he said that they've got multiple of these in the hall, I, I said to him, I was like, so does that mean I can rent space there? And he was like, yeah, that's what it is. And that's what led to it. And we yeah. were all just like, 
Uh, well, like a land centre then. Say like, that. Yeah, yeah, like like a land. Like I can yeah. hire. Oh, I can yeah, go you to, it to a land. Yeah, I said I compared it to like a computer, like yeah. land centre. I was like, like a land then. Like I can bring all my mates and we can play against each other on your systems. And he was like, yeah. And he was like, then you can bring your models. And that's when you went, where do I get the models? Yeah. Because we knew nothing. Yeah, it was. I think it was a very poorly done. The, the stand, but the idea is interesting. The thing is, and we, I, Chad and I talked to him quite, quite late. Yeah, yeah. Um, for for a long time, and the, it's the sort of long and short of it is, there's a big divide in that company between the technical side guys who are designing a smart table to run a tabletop war game for you, and the war gamers who want a cool whizzy do system but haven't thought really. It seems about how it'll actually work and the information you have available. Mm. My experience of it was actually quite negative in the end. Not because of the people. The guys were very enthusiastic. The guy coaching Chad and I was basically trying to play the game through us, which isn't what you want. You want to be able to make your own decisions rather than have the guy go, do this. And you're like, but I don't want to. Mm. I would like to do this instead. It might be the wrong thing to do, but I would like to discover that for myself at this demo of the game I'm playing, please. Mm. Uh, Andy, the, the the guy we spoke to, the the technical, yeah, nice who guy. basically designed the table, very friendly guy, really nice, and very much like he was very much like I'm not familiar with that. Would you mind telling me more about that and what you would like? He was really keen to get other people's input to help him decide what needed to be improved. For me, it was very very opaque. I didn't know any of the stats of my units. I didn't know what units were best in attack, what units were best in defence, to what extent they were better in defence or attack compared to other units, how many health points I actually had yeah. left, the range of my attacks. Mm. I didn't know, was my... So we had, it turned out, so we had a unit of five elven warriors on a block and the enemy had a unit of five harpies on a block and it, as it turned out, our unit of five actually represented 20 and their unit of five actually represented 60. But there was no way to know that until the other guy told us that. It's not anywhere on that tablet. It's oh. not indicated on the bases. None of that is clear. And those harpies always fly unless you tell them to walk. And the dragon flies or walks. But there's no way to know that until those mm. guys tell you. And they didn't seem... Andy, for example, because he's not a wargamer so much, was surprised. Like, oh, how much of that information do you feel you need? I'm like... All of it. Most of it, certainly. I at least want to know this unit is best against single creatures or this unit is best against swarms or this unit is best against flying units or whatever. I want to have some ideas. And if I'm saying this unit, I'm going to try and attack that unit over there, which at the moment you can't do. But if this unit's going to attack that unit, what likelihood am I to cause some decent damage? Because if I'm a war gamer, I can figure that out from my chances to hit, my chances mm. to wound, the defensive stats of that enemy. But if I have none of that, I can't make informed decisions and I'm shooting in the dark. And as a gamer, you, we can all look at a board and go, right, I've got these elven warriors are going to charge into this goblin horde. And we, from playing all the games, have a rough idea of how that fight's going to go. Yeah, if I'm playing Warhammer but Fantasy, I know that I'm going to hit harder and the only thing that's going to maybe cause me problems is their numbers. Exactly. But, but muggles coming to this fresh aren't going to have these... No, but even experienced wargamers, when we played that, I couldn't have told you that my elven warriors would have lost against the harpies. Because it doesn't look like they necessarily sure. would lose. I don't know. It looks like I've got five elves versus five harpies. 
it could be an even fight. It could be incredibly one-sided. But when it turns out there's 20 versus 60, and those ones fly, and I can't even hit them, suddenly I've got more information. But I didn't have that anywhere. Yeah, which is bonkers. Yeah, and, and they seemed a bit taken aback that I would want that. Yeah. Right. Well, on the day before, it was interesting when... Because when me and Barry were there, and I was... When, do you remember when I was chatting to him? And I said to him, I was like, well, what would happen if we came up as a club? Yeah. And he, like, nearly lost his shit that we were willing to basically come and... Like, play reset. I think, I think it's even before playtesting. Yeah. For them, it's True. actually developed. It's like we're in the alpha as opposed to... Yeah. I, I would say that your playtesting comes after your alpha's finished and then that's when you're beta testing and that's when you're really actually playtesting yeah. the finalised version of the game. They're not there yet. No. It reminded me, when we first walked around, do you remember on TV there used to be that... Uh, is it Time Time Team or... Time, time, time Commander. That's the one. Yeah. It's exactly that. And that's that's where I was like, this could be fucking cool. Exactly. Like, can you imagine when he said about clicking the tables together and having like an absolute it's scale really battle? battle yeah. And you can imagine four of your mates going up, two on two, and you're pushing a horde around. And that four on four. Yeah, four on four. One yeah. of like a couple of you just having a couple of beers. Right, it's your turn to move everything. We're going to stay and see what to do. You move everything around. But like Matt says, I still want to know the numbers of stuff. Yeah. I don't need to know how it resolves. Yeah, but I, I don't, don't know need how to it resolves. But even if it was like. Yeah. You had like an elf thing and it just had strength and it would be plus ground attack, minus, yeah. like whatever. I don't need to be like, oh, I'm strength four. I like the hidden stats. Like D&D. The thing that I hate when I play D&D is when someone says, oh, how many hit points has that got left? You don't know because you don't know when you're looking at something. No. Roll your dice, tell me your numbers and I'll tell you how much damage you've done. Kind of like that in a war game because it's a little bit not norm for us. It needs to be left up to us a bit. As D and D, if well, I'm a barbarian warrior, and I'm holding a two-handed axe, I know that I'm good with my axe. But so what, therefore, I should know what I'm good at hitting. To yeah. your point, when you're playing Warhammer Fantasy, you know what a unit's doing because if you shoot and you kill eight elves, you take eight elves off. Yeah. So like you can kind of go, that unit's now weaker. But I'd like, yeah, and I'd like to be able to look at a unit and look at some information on my screen, and it tells me, oh, that unit of enemies is actually at seventy-five percent strength. Yeah, I think. For me, the way I compared it, when I was talking about Total War, the way I think about it is, if I've got a unit of spearmen on Total War, I I know the unit of spearmen is good against cavalry, it's okay against light infantry, it's not great against heavy infantry, whatever. I know roughly what that unit is good against, what it's bad against, and what its rough capabilities are. If I throw it into combat, I still don't know exactly how that combat's going to go, because there's some numbers will happen in the background that I'm not in control of. That's all I want. But I didn't even have that. Yeah, yeah. And we are, I asked him specifically early on when I was still trying to work out what the hell this was all about. Was I said, what makes your game different to the other thousand out there? And at first I think he thought I meant in the hall. And he was like, there aren't any other games like this in the hall. He's like, no, 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 no. Fantasy war games. What is What makes yours special? And it was almost like he thought, I don't need anything special. I've got this computer table. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, very quickly, the novelty of that goes, and ultimately you're then back to the basics of playing a game. You know? The, the thing that I I said as well, that leans itself more, again, to the muggle side of things where you could organise, like, a weekend beers thing. Like, have you seen at the moment when... I, I think I compared it last time when we were there to... Have you seen in town at the moment? Flight Club, Electric Shuffle, the football... I want to go to to Flight to Club. One. Flight Club's brilliant. Yeah, I'd love I mean, to all, of, all of them. Flight Club's amazing. Electric Shuffle's amazing. Yeah. Toker's amazing. There's also now one in Stratton, which is the video games one, so you can rent spaces. But the things you can rent at the moment in London, these places are finished. They are full VR rooms. They are full massive events with computers that run off of this. Like Everything is there. 
Yeah. This guy's got some technology that's on its way. I can go and pay and be there. Mm. And I can go and throw the dart that tells me everything on the computer screen. I can play the shuffleboard that does it. All right, he's doing it in a war game, and I look forward to be able to do it in a war game. But I don't want to go and do it if it's not finished. Yep. And it just doesn't... As you say, when it feels... You're pushing around like a dragon <coughs> and like five elves. Why would I do that when I can go and play Ninth Age? Or I can go and play Age of Sigma, where I've got fucking cool models that I'm playing with. And it doesn't take me long to learn the game. No. I think, for me they'll get bought out by someone else very quickly and that's probably why they're there. They're there oh, to show off to another... I think they're there to show off the technology and get bought out by a company that can create a game system to work with that technology. I think that's more what it is. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. Uh, or possibly. I think that's maybe one of the things. Because they, 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 they weren't the owners of the business. Um, so I think... What, or maybe that's not why they were there, but I think that's what will happen. It's one of the big boys will go, that's pretty cool. We can design a system to work on that and they'll just buy it out. But the, I disagree with that because of the space they have. When he said about they've got this like large space. Bear in mind, we've never been. So I don't know. Mm. But I, I still think it'd be interesting to go up there for a weekend just to see what that space is like. I'd love to try it. And also, weekend away, boozy with the lads. Can't go wrong, really. <laughs> I get to play war games, have a beer. Because, yeah, they're up in... Is that um, your phone? Yeah, that was Sai giving me a thumbs up for buying an airbrush. But it was still interesting and it still stuck with me as a a good part of the day, yeah. just as an idea. But it just felt like they needed war gamers, they needed a joy, they need they to do. actually remember they're making a war game. And at the end of the day, once the novelty of the table thing is gone, if the game's bad, it's still bad. And the, we also said, I felt they were in the wrong hall. Yeah. That would have done better at Salute because you'd have had more Much people better. that knew about the nerdy side of it rather than the technology side of it, which is what they need. Yeah. They don't need any help with the technology. They need help with the game side of it. And you've got people walking around doing board games. And again, back to what we said when we were there, the diversity of that hall... Yeah, it was massive. ...was amazing. Like You had families walking around there. You had, yeah. you had, you had so, many, so, many more, so much more than what you would have typical, stereotypical demographic of... Old, old of, white men. <laughs> yeah, of sweaty wargamers. Like it, it was leaning away from that. Far fewer neckbeards. Yeah. Yes. I yeah. think I was like one of the only ones. You were one of the few. You were a rarity in that hall. And in Salute, it's well, almost hard to be rarity. Well, well, all I would say is... In Salute, it's hard to pick Barry out. Because yeah, when you lose, you, lose it, you, me, like, you have no chance of finding Barry. Fair, I did text you multiple times at Salute and I only texted you once that I'd lost you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. this is it. I, I stand out far more at the UK Games Expo than at Salute. This is true. Um... I think we should move on from UK Games Expo, but overall... Well, there were, I just, oh, did you want to say anything? I'm sure really there was a couple of other things. Um, Games Workshop, dude we spoke to again. He was really cool. Oh, what was his name? The guy we spoke to... Um, Games Workshop, dude. The same one we spoke to, the event staff. The event oh, guy. Ed. 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 <laughs> really nice fella. Really um, cool, dude. Had a nice chat with him about Games Workshop events, 3D printed parts. Yeah, that was really nice. Um, felt bad for Jamie, because Jamie Perkins had lost a... An important... He'd lost... It was right at the end of the day and he, he lost his final game against someone else like Star to make day two, I think. Yeah. So I felt bad for him. And we came up to him to say hello at that moment. It was yeah, like, it was ah, a we've mis- approached you at a bad time. Absolute mistake. I would have liked to have It was literally like him. seconds after it happened. Yeah. He was the Sting was still fresh. For you guys at the era, I went to him just after he'd won the previous game. I had a great chat. Yeah. I, I, miss, I missed that on Jamie time. Had a nice chat with Russ... Yeah, we had a lovely catch up with Russ. Nice to catch up with Russ from Steamforge, the sculptor. Just said he's just 
just absolutely swamped. Just yeah. doing nothing but epic encounters. But he came over to us actually, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, to yeah. Us. When we were at Stoneforge. Uh, yeah, yeah, nice yeah, Stone Had a nice uh, support some Forge World stuff because they were doing. Um, <laughs> it's not why I bought it, but they had uh, some objective markers that only the Yanks had. Yeah, and the ones I wanted had gone, but I still picked. I picked up a set. If the you spent, furious about that, obviously. <laughs> yeah, if you spent a hundred quid, you got free pack of objective markers. And then those objective markers were going for like fifty to seventy quid on eBay they're that flat, day. They're just flat neoprene ones, and you yeah, can buy. Non GW ones all over the place, but they're official GW. So I, the only ones that were left when I was there, I think were the Hold were on. a Custodes one. Hold on, Hold on. I like how you've gone and said it. You've picked them up, then told us the price of them on eBay as if you were going to sell them. Oh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not, <laughs> not saying just interesting. They're going to seventy quid on eBay, but they're, Barry, they're, they're they're definitely still here. I've got the Mechanicum ones, but <laughs> so there were two sizes. One was a three incher. And then the other's a six inch. So the idea being, you can me- you don't need to measure out from, from an that. Point, yeah. And under the new, I think six inches is pretty much a standard. I think in the new thirty k, which I have to have a look. So I got the six the six inches. So, that as well. Yeah, so I think that'll be a really useful addition actually to our games. Um, the subway was an absolute fucking disgrace. Oh they should be God. ashamed they of should, themselves. They should. Well, yeah. We need we need a fucking. So we've got more information. It's been a long time since I've been to the NEC. So I've learned that lesson. The subway outside the NEC is a normal subway. It's a normal subway, as you'd expect the subway to be just a subway that serves sandwiches and you can yeah. get those sandwiches toasted if you wish. Or not, if you would not like that toast. The subway inside the like, oh, the, the halls man. aren't allowed ovens. It's a debacle. And I have learned that a cold subway is a disgusting subway. Disgusting. Agreed. Agreed. That was bad. Um, Fucking atrocious. You did all right on your bring and buy. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I did alright. I'm buying by that. Mostly paid for most of what I bought that weekend, which is pretty good. Not everything. Do you know who else I caught up with? Um, Dom, Westy. Oh, I didn't see Westy. Yeah, Modifius were there, and he's working for Modifius now. Yeah. Um, caught up with them, and um, saw Steve Margotson. I was about to say. Well, I was going to say talking about Westy. Margot they Margot. took us through um, uh, Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> which is okay. the game they've just they've just sort of um, finished working on and um, when we sat down it was Dan and I and um, Dom was like I've done this with I think he'd done it they'd done it the day before with Andrew um, from Singled Out mm. either the day before or previously was it Andrew or was it Steve you're doing old man things I am doing old man things I'm sorry in any event, they sat down and just went. So the target you've got to beat is this much time, and, the, and they just they had this little um, uh, egg timer. Yeah. And it's, I wouldn't have expected me to sit down. I liked the Kung Fu Panda movie. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't have expected to sit down at a Kung Fu Panda board game and have a hilarious time. Oh, that's nice. But it was absolutely hilarious. The game is like. It's as fast as you can roll dice and do actions. That's how fast you do things. You literally roll dice and you're trying to complete actions. And you need certain results on those dice. But you can use results from other people. They can give you their results. So you're kind of all rolling dice. You don't take turns. You just do things as soon as you're ready to do it. You do it. You go. You go. You go. I can need to roll my dice. I need to fight this guy. Cool. I need that result from you. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, go. And wow. Because you have four minutes to complete the level. So you're like, go, go, I need, I need a fist, I need a fist. Okay, go on, I need more kick. I need, I need a key. I need blah blah blah. And like, you're like I've got that for you. And blah blah blah. And like, oh no, I've taken a hit. Can someone help me? And it was just, 
It was frantic action. Wow, it was really fun. funny. That sounds crazy fun. I don't know if it's something I would buy and play repeatedly, <laughs> but to play a one-off with Dom and Dan, it was a lot of fun. I bet. I'd, if, depending on how much it is, I don't actually know off the top of my head, but depending on how much it is, I consider buying it just to play once or twice a year because it was a lot of frantic fun. Mm, that's nice. Um, it sounds yeah. like a Christmas party game. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It was a lot of fun. Modifius and Dom have done it. Spartan's well Christmas party one. game, that sounds like. And then I tried the Skyrim miniatures game. Right. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, so I had a little a little start, uh, taste of that. Dan and I played... I was the Dragonborn, and Dan was a uh, Imperial Mage, I think. Uh, playing, we were playing against a load of Draugr and, and stuff. Um, and I managed to get myself uh, an extra boost in the power of my dice because I yelled Fusrodar at the top of my lungs. Well, not at the top of my lungs, but I yelled it. And he said, if you yell it, when you do it, I'll let you boost it even more. I can imagine is, you doing that. Yeah. Is that in the rules, or just he was doing it? No, he just let me do it for the demo. The guy who was demoing okay. to us. It was, uh, I thought we were in... AOS territory. Yeah. No. That's not in the rules. It was like... Do you know what? It was fine. It was a little more complex a system than I was really up for. Um, and while I like Elder Scrolls, the video games, a lot, I don't think I have a strong enough connection to them to sure. be really enthused about a miniature game. Um, when I talked to Dom about it, they said like they'd done, a, they played a lot of it and basically solved the game, in their opinion. Um but from what I understand, the game's doing pretty well for them. It's a big IP. A lot of people... massive. Well, I was yeah. going to say that's a, that's a big IP. Yeah. So I imagine that's doing yeah. quite well for them. Um, I thought it was fun. Uh, it's not one for me. No. But it was cool. Dan won a um, Dan won a model for uh, completing the scenario because I died just at the end, and then Dan had to solo it. Oh yeah. no, no, he he won it because it was the most damage he'd seen the Imperial Mage do that day. Oh, all right. Something like that. Anyway, yeah, that was a lot of fun. There was the 3D printed dice that I actually posted up on our Roll Better page. I didn't buy any, but I thought they were fun. Dan bought the cats. Oh, I knew he would. Or he bought one cat. cat dice at least. Because they weren't cheap. No. They weren't actually 3D printed in the end. Oh, they told us they were. Yeah, I think we went back and talked to them and it was something different. It was it was ink injection into silicon. Yeah, they, they told us that it was like 3D printed, but... The ink came in at that point of the print. Oh, okay. Perhaps that's maybe where I'm mixing it up then. But yeah. either way... They were hilarious, though. Some of them were horrific. There was a set of US President's dice, which yeah, were not my horrific. nightmares forever. That was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. But um, there were there was a cat set. There was... The Big Bang Theory set, I quite like. The Lord of the no, Rings set. No, wasn't it like, like the wasn't it like the, the explosion idea theory or something like that? No, no there was the Big BT set. Yeah, but... But they couldn't, they call, couldn't it call it Big Bang Theory. You're right, but we all knew what they oh. called it. They called it the like beginning explosion. Like the Lord of the Rings like wasn't the Fellowship. I think it was like yeah, it the was, traveling group or yeah, something. It was, yeah, it, fair play to them. They, 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 it was like non-copyright for you. We know what you're doing. Yeah. yeah, it's like we all know. We know what you're but, doing. No, but fair play to them. They looked really good, but I, as as you said, they were overpriced. Mm. If anything, they were they were a gimmicky gift for someone that you wanted to spend a bit of money on. That if they'd it. been like a ten or less, I'd have bought them. But then they're probably no, I still wouldn't have. I'd have bought them if they were a tenner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. True. But there wasn't any set that really jumped no. at me. It's like, that's the one I need. Still fun, though. Um, so, look at the TT Combat stand. Um, sadly, they didn't have... They do such good deals on their terrain at shows. Mm. But sadly, they didn't... I actually gone with you. you. Carnival. I was going to buy their Carnival table, because I was quite interested in that, because I think it could be quite fun for other games as well. But I really wanted their World War Two. I think they do like a 4x4 World War Two set. 
the idea being that that's your middle of the town and then your fields around the town on a six by four. Uh, okay. Um, but that wasn't there. And when I spoke to the kid who was like running that bit, he was like, "Oh, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know anything about it." It's like, okay, great, thanks. Um, but we saw their behemoth for the resistance in the cabinet. Now, I'm not a fan of it. Drop Zone Commander is a game I've been interested in for a long time. I think it's hilarious that you've been interested in it for a long time, tried to get people into it. I bought it that day and I've already played a game with you. <laughs> you yeah. still never played it. No, I've played a couple of games. Oh, with you Nick. have? Okay. Oh, yeah, you know you have. You played Before with Nick. Nick moved down south, yeah. Um, I miss Nick Hart. Nick, yeah. if you're listening, hello, we miss you. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I really, I really enjoyed it, but it looks fantastic. When we were at the UK Games Expo 2019... No, not UK Games Expo. No, sorry, sorry. Uh, London GT. Your London GT. When I went over to that bit, it looked amazing. They had the tabletop, sorry, the TT Combat um, tables with like, that looked like modern cities and it just looked fantastic. I was like, oh my God, I really want in on this. And then they got the behemoths and I was like, oh my gosh, the behemoths look amazing. and But the Resistance behemoth was on display and I don't understand it. It's a bit goofy, isn't it? It's too many legs. It's so goofy. It's like a who designs like a machine that looks a bit like a gopher or a rabbit or I don't I, I don't understand. When you like the PHR one looks fantastic in my opinion. The Scourge one looks like a um, tripod from more yeah, than more legs. It fits that squid. aesthetic marvelously. The Even UCM, the UCM one I think it doesn't look cool. Parts that rocking. I really like, but it is a little bit yeah. When you think how good some of the resistance stuff, how like Halo it looks and how cool it looks, that's not what I was expecting. Yeah. I was expecting much cooler looking design, much sleeker, much, much better. Yeah. Uh, but the resistance one, I think, is goofy, and that's a shame. What else did we see? Did we see anything else in cabinets or any reveals or anything like that? There was a couple of these shows. Oh, I bought the catapult games. games. Oh yeah, that looks fun. Have you got that? Yeah, yeah, I bought, I bought the three boxes of those upstairs. Yeah. And I bought Fuzzies. I bought the Fuzzies. Fuzz Tower it, or whatever it is. No, it's what, called the Fuzzies. It's just called the Fuzzies. Check out the Fuzzies, guys. It's like Jenga in a way it's, of it's building Jenga a tower. It's Jenga with tiny felt balls. Yeah, and it was just really fun. And it wasn't expensive. And it's just a fun party. I've given it away. One is a gift and I've yeah. kept one. And it's a good party game. Just a fun game. Yeah, get one out. Like you say, and that you can literally play with normies and they can't get it wrong. Yeah. No, that was a really good one. Uh, we saw Chris, who used to be a manager of Games Workshop Epsom. Oh, Chris Sheen. Oh, you yeah, yeah. a massive hug, you two, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, man. Had some hugs with Chris. He's working. Was he working for Modifius? No, he's working for... Is Devium? A, 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 a... Asmodee? Asmodee. Asmodee, that's He used it. to be at Modifius. Now he's Asmodee. He's Asmodee. And he was like... He's moved up. Yeah, we were like, how are you doing? He's like, mate, I'm, he's just, I'm so happy. Having the best time. I love my job. He was just so... Yeah. What a ball of positivity. It was fantastic. I'll tell you what I played. I played at that UK Games Expo that I really liked both of. The Alien board game was pretty... So this is from right. Ravensburger. The Alien board game was solid. The one I really liked, and not everyone was as sold on it, was the Jaws board game. Okay. And I think the reason... Because Dan played it as well, and I think Dan wasn't as sold on it because he doesn't have, like... He does not seen the movie and, like, really... Well, I think he might have, but he didn't really, like, like yeah. the movie. I mean, it's a shock. But it's a it's a cool film. I think Jaws is a fantastic. Oh, film. It's seminal. Yeah, but it's a shot. But the the board game follows the events of the movie because for the first part of the board game, it's, it's got two sides. The first half is the island, and you are Brody, um, Hopper, and Quint. 
you're tracking the shark around the island, but the fourth player you're playing with is a shark. Right. And they, they're, all their actions are secret. But you have a number of ways to kind of discern where they might be, and you have to try and get two barrels into the shark. And you have to try and save um, people swimming in the water. And the shark has to try and eat them to power up. And the more it can eat, the more powers and abilities it gets for the second half. Right. Of the game. Once you get the barrel funny. in, the second half happens. And then the board flips over. And rather than being the island and you're all tiny little things moving around, it's just the orca. Right, right, right. And the shark can pop up at certain sections and you have a way to kind of get to where it might be. And you try and cover your options. And you've got some weapons available. You've got like the pistol, the rifle, the canister. Um... And the shark slowly takes chunks out of the boat and destroys it. And you find it harder and harder to get around. And you've got to try and kill the shark before it kills you. That's fun. It was a lot of fun. And when it was very much like playing out the events of the movie, but with enough difference that you can see it wouldn't be the same every time you played it. That's, That's cool. cool. Yeah. And it was a really cool idea. There was, there was a game that you guys said was the, the game of the show last year. Ward, Warden Wardens of Wolvengrad. That's it. And I'd gone expecting quite a uh, a progression. And then when we went, as I understand it, it was pretty much exactly the same with a few extra characters. It was a little bit. It was a little. They moved on a little bit, but it, we didn't get to play one of the new monsters, which they brought. Right. Sadly, because they brought like three of the new monsters that we hadn't seen before, and we didn't get to play one. I was looking forward to seeing that Cerberus Studios. Who has the lovely models that Angel oh, Brothers painted and for him? And he hadn't moved on anyway. He hadn't moved on. I think there was one yeah, extra model. You're right, I remember that. Because um, I was hoping for that that RPG yeah. game that he's got going on. All we were hoping for, what we talked about at Salute, we were waiting for. The models were expensive, but I'd like to see the deal that he comes out with. Because he was having two alternate versions of the model, wasn't he? Yeah. It was like one demon form and one normal form. And that wasn't out yet. So that was a shame. Um, and there was another game. I can't. I won't go into it because I can't remember what it's called, but Chris is the one that said there's this amazing game. Amulet of Thyrax. I believe you. I can't remember. Yeah, Amulet of Thyrax. I tried it. It's not my kind of game already. And from what I understand, the Kickstarter has since failed. Oh. And they've had a lot of feedback on it. For me, it wasn't doing anything particularly unique enough. It had a really fun art style and some brilliant quirky humour. It's like a round board. Yeah. For me, it didn't. It, it wasn't my sort of game anyway, so it's hard for me to be objective. Right. Um, because it was worker placement largely, that kind of game, and that's just not my bag at all. Okay. Um, but yeah, from what I understand, sadly, I think the, the Kickstarter has failed. Uh, or not quite reached its goal. And so they're now looking at relaunching and maybe tweaking a few things. They've received a lot of feedback on what, what needed to be improved. Okay. Um, I think the name as well wasn't... A lot of people didn't really like... I forget. I think it was on the Amulet of Thyrax or something like that. Sounds very D and D, yeah. Which is not what the game was, right? No, it was more like it had an almost horrible history's art style. I thought, um, and some really fun ideas for the factions. Um, but yeah, it wasn't like one of the factions is a cat king. It's right. it's a it's cats in a trench coat. It's a load of psychic cats in a trench coat. And then there's another one that's like um, a sentient sludge that bonds with people. I can't. I can't really okay. remember all of it. People check it out if they fancy. Um, the last thing I would like to say on Expo was I was taken aback by just how many flick games there were. There were quite a lot of yes. flick games this, this Air year. Airflix was one. Yeah, which has been around for a year or two what now. What was the one you tried? The sp- flick Fleet. Flick Fleet. Um, I. You know, I can't remember. There were so all. many golf ones. Couple yeah. of golf ones. Boards. There were far, like it felt like 
is that going to be the new big thing, or is that what they're trying to push? No, I think dexterity games are just coming into vogue. Mm, Everything yeah. comes in cycles. I also think that you and me haven't seen them because none of them are going to be at the shows that we're at. That's it's fair. a board game thing and not being funny. You can go and take flick golf to any child and teach them you've got to get the ball in that hole. Yeah, yeah. So that that's why the golf ones were so prevalent that was there. All it is is just different courses. I like if a kid the... likes flick golf, he's going to like any flick golf you bring back. True. I like the idea of the World War Two plane one, but I didn't get to try it. And actually, at the end I of the day, I rushed well. round. When you guys were sitting down, I rushed over to see if I could try it, but they were... They, they weren't interested. I was like, oh, I was looking, and they sort of looked at me and got back in their conversation. I was like, fuck you. I like the idea of flick, golf. And you've and got infinity models for me. Oh. I was hoping you wouldn't, rem- you wouldn't remember that, so I could ask you, Barry, could you just grab my sack for me? I'd love to grab your sack. Thank you. No, not that one. My bag. Oh. The sack magie. Yeah. But because flick games. In here. Fucking hate the idea. Yeah. Flip golf, fine. Interesting. I hate a dexterity game that could even be even semi-competitive because I hate the idea of them. Oh, oh we know competitive. Just for it fun. It has to be. It's a game. Yeah, well, can't you just have fun? I can, hence flip golf. Yeah, but a flip game could also be fun. I, no, if I don't I don't find one-on-one game. I, I don't know. It's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I, I want to try the flick. Flip, flip, flip was a lot of So... There are your there are your games. You've got the Dragon Lady and the one you really wanted, which is what? Sh- Shikami? Yeah. Thanks. Shikami. Thanks. You got the last Shikami. Like, so, literally the last one. I had to find it on a random rail. So, I, so oh, well done. Thank you. So, what, what do you call them? I've actually forgotten the names. Corvus Belly posted up about this, going to events. And I was like, what, are not, what events are they going to have in this country? They're going to have this model. Forgot all about it. And then someone posted up on like a UK Infinity page. I got this from Games Expo, which is when I messaged you guys. I was like, Gav, 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 come on. <laughs> and so thank you very much. I had to buy it from Wayland. I had to buy it from Wayland, but they were the only people that had it. Oh, oh sorry. Um, luckily, it wasn't my money. No. Because I will never give Wayland a red cent again. I sadly had to because I needed yeah, that money. Good, I needed that model. Good passionate, but I really dislike Wayland's customer service. It's shocking. Back to flick games. A lot of them had to do with flying, and if I was going to play a flying game, I'd like to play X Wing or what was the other one we played? X Wing. Yeah, but that's why I would rather play. Yeah, uh, flicking it. Aeronautica Imperialis. No, which was the one that we played at the London Warlords. I don't know if you went. You no. might have gone. Effectively, it was like the World War X Wing. It was really, really oh, good. Oh, Blood Red Skies? No, I think it was one before. I think it was literally just called Wings or something Wings like that. Wings of Glory? Wings of Glory. We played like that. And so I'd much what rather... Blood Red Skies? Isn't that a video game? I was thinking of That Wings is of also... Glory. Is there yeah, was game. a... Wings of Glory. Yes. But, but for example, I just don't see the merit in the flicking games other than random humour. And I'd, I'm sure there's so much other things I'd Fair rather enough. do in my time. So at the end of the, the day, I, I didn't realise this was an option... Again, that would have coloured my choices, but that there was like stay in game in the hotel whenever you want. Yeah, there was in the Hilton as well on site, which they didn't have last year. The Hilton mm. was open again. So, so you and I sat down and played X Men because you bought the newest did, version. The new set with, now, the, with the with the you can lock S foils in attack position. Loved it. You can actually change the S foils. And the relevant thing is, it's exactly the same, but different. And it's because it's now like Atomic Mass Games. Yeah. The, the changes that they've made, the community have gone absolutely bonkers over it. It's, I've not seen 
divisions. Wait. Wait, we have a update on Warhammer. Cheap Warhammer. Yeah, Nick is in the shop now. Right, we have... Uh, it's all 40k. Okay. We've got uh, the Prey Crawler, a Hive Tyrant, a Razorback, a, the Sisters of Battle Combat Patrol, Orc Combat Patrol, um, Chaos Lord on a something or other. Is it an Abominant? Pulse... Is it a Chaos Lord on Abominant? No, it's like a whole... I can't read it, it's too small. Blood letters. There's a the preceptor Canis Rex. It's actually I think it's hard it's to get. Um, and then there's. Um, is it pictures or is this a list? No, it's pictures. And then there's a few of the starter boxes. There's the Seraphon box for thirty six pounds eighty five with all the big dinosaurs or one big dinosaur. Can we I'm gonna forward. Yeah, if you could, if you can be so kind, Barry. Do we want to pause the the take recording? A break and go to the sun. Let's just have a pause. So, we looked, we're not buying any Warhammer that was cheap in something. Not right now, at least. Oh, no, I'm going to go Oh, John's going after this. John's going after this and buying a lot of them. Make up a bandit. Um, we're just going to say we played X Wing and it was fun, but it was always fun. I think the thing is that you were talking about now, it seems like all of the loadouts are like preset. But I, I was looking at there's still like the squadron builders and stuff. So, why maybe it's like for tournaments? Well, it's like you. I think, as I understand it, and I'm willing to be wrong, a pilot costs, for ease of maths, let's say 10 points or whatever. I think it's not that. I think they've reduced. Whatever. I think, they, I think they've reduced it so there's less granular, granularity. So instead of like 100 points, it's like 10 points or whatever. So let's say it costs two points. You used to be able to get like a bare bones guy for, say, a point or whatever, and then add in options. Now the options prices are built in, forcing you to take those options. You still have a few choices, like and you get a secondary weapon, but you've already paid for it. Right, I'm with you. So you got to take a secondary weapon, and as I understand it from the Facebook groups, when it happened, people were going, "But I can buy a pilot that's better, with more stuff, with all the weapons and cards, at the same price as a pilot with a worse initiative skill and no upgrades." So it was like they've rendered a whole bunch of pilots, models, yeah. pilots, irrelevant. What you used to do with the swarm of uh, normies now isn't a thing because it's more cost-effective to take the pilot and yeah. Well, it's not. I mean, when it's the same cost, there is no choice. When it's like a little bit more, there's still a choice. But when they've literally done it as yeah. guy with nothing who's worse is the same cost, literally the same as guy who's better with everything. What are they playing at? And this this whole reduction is what got people annoyed. And they've removed some scenarios. And like, oh, it wasn't. Ne- I think their quote was, "It was never clear what the point of the mission was." And it's like, and it's everyone spaceships like, yeah, like, each other up. Yeah, that's what everyone came on. And it looks like they might be trying to go down a sort of in the way they did with Marvel. Like they've got these objectives and there's specific things you've got to do and yeah. Do you know what? Often when I was watching a Star Wars movie and there were Tie Fighters blowing up X wings, I was always like. What's their motivation? Why are they there? Where's Why is he not capturing point C? Yeah, exactly. Right. So, look, we'll see. But, I mean, I'd be up for... You know, I've got lots of models and I'd be up for buying the conversion cards and 
kits, but for me to get back into it, all I've got to do is buy whatever new cars there are. Like, yeah, I've got sure buy the car packs. I've got all of the. I still got all my X Men. I think there was trouble for getting those. I think because of like all the stuff that Asmodee have had like the Marvel releases. I'll be honest, boys. We just fucking print them. Good, yeah. yeah. It's all, but, on, it's all online. But it so. should be a game that I'm all... It's Star Wars, for God's sake. Yeah. I should be all over it. Well, it's like Legion. I hear very... I hear... You don't hear good things about Legion. I hear really good things about Legion. No, I, I don't think I've heard bad things oh, about maybe Legion. Think, oh, maybe I'm mixing it up with I that. said I've not heard good things about it. I said I've, oh, only, maybe heard, I've only heard boring bits about it. I want to... I've played it with Andy, and I've enjoyed it playing with Andy, so I want to play more. But it's just another thing of, like, getting your models out, got to paint them, got to build them, and at the minute, I've got to focus on something and I've picked 30k yeah which is our next topic of discussion yeah let's talk about 30k we um, had the club day recently that I, I didn't did. make it to in the end so the new edition is officially out yeah um, my first thoughts and feelings are it's better um, it's not drastically different in any regard there's a few nuanced changes of certain models and this and that and the way things work And but in terms of how well the game is written it is far better than it was. I think there's a few things coming out of the woodwork now that people are like, wait, how does that work and how does this work? It's classic GW, but there will yeah. always be that. But, but there are far fewer... Than you would have expected, necessarily. Than, yeah, than last time, or than I would have expected. When you look at like the Necromunda books and what a, yeah. like, a dumpster fire they are, of terms Travesty. of copy-paste rules, like this is much better. Um, it feels like there's going to be some units that are going to rise to the top. I'm very disappointed with the PDF that came out the other day, but that's, we'll get up to that in a minute. But just, it came out, and I think there's genuinely been a, a lot, lot of buzz. Hype. Yeah, a, a lot, lot of buzz. buzz. I think the set did really well, it sold really well. A lot of people are mad about the fact that there's more than one book. Like a few people I've seen bought the rule book, and they've been on, who are, they're relative noobs, I think. And they're sort of saying, wait, where's this rule? Where's that rule? And it's like, we you need the other book what other book well the traitors or legion book I'm like wait I can't just use this book you know people didn't but, quite understand but then if you play 40k or AOS you have a rule book and you have a codex yeah and I, but I don't think people really got that it seems a few people in it. not not the majority but so I've got all three Fair books enough. and um, I've enjoyed the whole flipping but like wait is it this and it's that and it's like if the rule is very marine based then it's in which they should all be really it's in that, but if it's a more general rule, it's in that. But it doesn't feel like a massive. It's not super arbitrary about which rules are where, really, you know. But I feel like you could have had none in the marine books and all in the rule book. I don't really understand why all the special rules aren't in the rule book. And it's a bit annoying where sometimes you want a rule or a particular weapon under a unit. Yeah. And it's, it's not. not, and there's a there's quite a lot of flipping. But so it came out, and that first weekend it was out. Um, I jumped on um, a chat on the the Merchant Princelings podcast, which is Tom, Giles, and oh, Will. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and I I'm, I don't know these guys like super well. Like I've met Tom a few times at events and met Giles a couple of times. He came to a painting course. I don't think I've really met Will, but Giles came and played at the club the other day. What a delightful fellow! But I've really been enjoying their podcast. If you're thirty k curious, go check them out. They're kind of very similar to us, just a bit irreverent and a bit chatty yeah. nonsense um, but all 30k but I jumped on there and chatted to guys but oh my set's turned up and looking through and that was really fun and then that I also went round I walked round to Deej and Felix's sorry no I walked round to Deej's and Felix came yeah 
and I put my shorts on because it had been super hot weather and all this. I put my sh- so is that is that a big day for you? I don't often wear shorts. That's true. Actually, I don't often wear it. See you. Look at those um, legs. Shorts. Love that bit. Behold, of there's some strong calf action going on in the Royal Bear Studio today. And I've got. Two of us, it's Two only of us like a ten minute right. walk. I'd walked four minutes and it started to rain. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so we sat in the garden and we persevered. We only stopped when the wind blew the gazebo away, of which we were sheltering under. And it was very much a flick through this book. Wait, this is. And we just talked through the rules and it was just a really nice, you know, day. And then we had the club day which was just a, an open free-for-all for people to turn up, play Chat a game, thing. talk shit, do whatever. So we had we only had three games going, so six people playing. And two were very standard games. It was Cy and Giles, um, and then Luke and Honey Monster. Yeah, that's Rob. Yeah, so they played. And then the third game was a new guy called Simon. What a delightful fellow. I think if he if he can keep coming back, he'll be an excellent addition to the Spartans. Really Love nice it. guy. Really nice dude. Simon, was that? Yeah. yeah. Um, and and, and who, who, who was Simon playing, Barry? So he played Rick. Rick. And Just know Rick that had, everything that follows, we say as your friends. Rick had decided... <laughs> and the thing is, he's hiding behind, like masks of oh I just want to see what it would be like oh yeah it's like oh, shut up just <clears throat> just stick your hand up and go I want to like kick dicks just, <laughs> just be honest about it um, and then he was like oh I could have made it worse I could have picked this right no you couldn't have made it worse this is the worst it can be so the new guy turns up and to be fair to me he goes look I've got this list it's bad I want to try it and the guy was like yeah I want to do it which was great but Rick brought 14 Dreadnoughts, 12 Contemptors, 2 Leviathans. And in the new edition, Dreadnoughts are the new hotness. They are not vehicles anymore, so you can't one-shot them like you could before. They're monstrous creatures. Well, they no, they're Dreadnoughts. Oh, but they're basically monstrous creatures in terms of like how Well, they... Dreadnought has its no, 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 very no, own but specific... That, that's a very good comparison. Look at 40k. 40k used to pop, pop tanks. Yeah. True. Hive Tyrant turns up and everyone's like, one wound, shit. Yeah, but Dreadnought now has its own subtype in the way that like, Primark does, in the way that Heavy does. Like, there's more mm. uh, subtypes than gotcha. there was before, uh, which is interesting. Mm. Uh, and it means that certain rules affect things differently and there's a bit more granularity in that and automata and stuff. But you remember when Monstrous Creature came in? Yeah. They were like... Toughness six, so lots of things are wounding them. Toughness seven. And oh, all my strength three doesn't work. Oh, I no, no, no. Toughness eight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know when it was like, oh, but like, do you remember? Hive Thrones when they first came in, three up save, because you had to pay a lot of points for the extended carapace for the two up save. There was that. Mm. Nah. Toughness eight. Fucking I, two up save. I think they are very point efficient. Toughness eight, two up save. Your range, your, your range weapons are minus one strength against me. That's only on certain legions. That's on the Iron Hands, which is what Rick leaned into. Which, of course, he's always been an Iron Hands player, hasn't he? He's loved those guys (laughs) since Since last week. Yeah, since almost since just after the book, I would say. Yeah, Yeah. but 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 yeah, yeah. And I look, he's gonna be so. I don't mind if he just admit it, but he kind of hides behind this pretend veil of shock. Oh, is it good? Is it? Come on, Rick, just absolutely own up to it. Um, That he wanted to kick dicks. That's what he did. But the guy knew it, and they had a they had a good game. You know, I think the guy 
had an Alpha Legion army. It wasn't obviously tailored in any regard. It was an all comers list. He didn't tailor. Well, I think you have you you wouldn't be able to do a take all comers list against those no dreadnoughts. I don't think anyone beats them except a tailored list. That's the problem. Well, I I actually we well John then so so the games were going on and then there was like six people playing and there was probably about eight ten people just talking shit. Just shit talkers. Talk Professional about painting, shit talkers. talk about three D printing, talking yeah. about the books. It was really just a lovely day of talking about. Hobby. Yeah. Hobby as well. Um, Dan and I were looking for the book. We posted up a couple of things on the Horus Tactics page like to get people talking and like, what's this, what's that? Because there's a few things that aren't written well <coughs> but aren't broken. You're 30K, but... You know, <laughs> like, was, for example, um, the reactions. Yeah, re- they were going to be when a problem. Though, we didn't... I still haven't posted it up and I really should, but about the whole directly away and two yeah. and but we'll worry about that later. What it was was no point. They're incompetent. They're incompetent. Yeah, yeah. Just move one on. one thing that popped up was um, the way the reactions read for for charging. It says you roll all your charge rolls, then you react. Okay. What it means is, it doesn't mean every unit that charges in you roll for because the book's very clear on. You nominate a charge, you do that charge, you move on to the next one. But the reactions seem to imply that you nominate every charge, then roll every charge, but don't move any models. It was very weird. Do they mean multiple units might be charging that one? No, what they mean is they're including re-rolls. So Um, when you make all charge rolls, they mean including re-rolls. That's such a fucking stupid way to roll. And it's not guaranteed that's what they mean, but it's the only answer that makes any sense. Um, yeah, when they posted it out, we all kind of went. Oh, yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, but not. Oh, that makes sense. It was a. Eh, we get where he's got it from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the reactions really are interesting, and if size game proved anything, it's that size is going to have to get better. <laughs> but we you know we've talked to him about this because the reactions mean you actually have to think about it because thirty k isn't and forty k to an extent aren't really. It doesn't matter so much which unit you move first in like which order you move them in correct or necessarily which order you shoot in sometimes because you want to like pop a transport and then shoot or whatever you know yeah comp charges you kind of know your charges and it could be if that's successful they may go in and help but there's there's degrees but with the action system now it's far more important to make smart choices Mm. and the way it works is you can actually see in the charging, like if it's a successful charge, before you nominate, if you're going to Overwatch, that's pretty big. That is big, and a few people on Facebook have disagreed with that, but I've read it and it's very clear. So I don't know where they're getting this other interpretation from. But anyway, you've so Sai made mistakes of like saying he was going to charge with this unit first. <laughs> no, he just did as well. Like he knew his unit was dead. And he had one guy in it. He was like, yeah, so I'll shoot back. Shoots back with like one dude with like a heavy bolt or something. And then the guy's like, okay, I'm now going to shoot your squad with all of your heavy weapons with this squad. So I was like, oh. I want to shoot back. You can't. You shot back with Doris. Like, Yeah, so <laughs> no. that I the reaction system I think is really interesting. And the fact that there's units that move that around, I think that's where the hotness is going to come from when you're like, oh, I get multiples here. And there's an Alpha Legion one that if you take an allied detachment, if you can get that allied detachment killed, you get an extra victory point. <laughs> ah. 
And I like that. Yeah, and they can't make reactions, but you get a free reaction every turn. Uh, and I think that one's going to be spicy with spice. I don't you I like just take like a you take like an allied detachment that's like full on blitz in murder machine that knows it's going to die. You take the the forlorn hope. You take a load of like corn unit. Oh, sorry, sorry, world eater units that you're just going to throw at the enemy, grind grind up both sides, and then you're like. I win. Yeah, well, though, Twice. looking at world, <laughs> double victory for me. Looking at world eaters, they might be the ones coming out on top. Well, they, they were one of the look, ones that I said if I was going to get back into Horus Heresy, it'd be them or the they Suns. They're like Sons of I've, Horus. I've seen two, only two games I've seen with them now, but Honey Monsters ones, and they're just disgusting. Well, the, the Iron Warrior is a Per Arbor's one. The one instead of it getting extra reaction, you get it once per game, and it's once per game the reaction fire is you shoot double your shots, but everything gets hot on a one and a two. So you're just going, no, no, no. <laughs> Imagine that you've got that with, um, what do you call them? Rotor cannons. Yeah. 10 models with 40 shots goes to 80 shots. <laughs> but insane. your unit kills itself. Could do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you just get to go, is ones and two just takes a wound, did you armor save against them? Ar- you get armor save. You get saves as well. It's yeah, now when it's AP. So you know how plasma before? Yeah, it was AP two. Now it's AP four rending, right? Yeah, so that's better. No breaching. Breaching. Breaching, which is different. No, a- plasma is rending. Plasma breaching. Breaching. If it was rending, that's right. It would destroy the dreadnoughts because you'd rend it on. a We four had up. this discussion. Yeah, it was rending on our sheets at Warhammer World. It's breaching in real life. That's the badger. Because rending is different now. So breaching is rending the old is- rending and. Uh, rending is now poisoned in a in a after yes, fashion. sort of yeah, yeah, in a fashion because yeah. it's like if you've got rending four plus, then if you wound on a four plus, it's AP two or whatever. So rending is incredible, but also powerful. you always wound on that value. I think it was what they were yeah, doing. correct. So even if your strength was two, but you rendered four plus, you'd yeah, still which wound. Which is why it's the poison now. Yeah. yeah, and it's the hotness. I think the meta's going to shift to recall marines with nemesis bolters. Or veterans with nemesis bolters, which are the sniper rifles. Yeah. I really think that's where this is going to go. Because reactions are powerful. A way of turning off reactions is pinning. Mm. Snipers are both uh, breaching. Are they rending? Rending, I think. And pinning. Pinning. So I think they're going to be great. The biggest change from for me, and I've got to wrap my head around it, is assaulting after deep strike. Yeah, that sounds sick. So you can, you know, Mark did this the other day and dropped down with his blood angels and then could charge. But the problem is you can't just drop down where you feel like. You have to put a token down before the game and then your opponent goes, right, they come in there and can flood that bit of the board. So you can't land. And also, like, people were saying, like, when you come on from the side, like I used to do with my Iron Hands, head of the Gorgon, was you'd come on from the sides in Land Raiders. You now have to nominate the spot you're coming on. What's in there? Yeah, because you can just flood that board and we're in a, the crew White Scars debacle load over again. Check in some OG. But, yeah, we really did have a nice... It was just a nice day. That's good. And uh, I think people are generally hyped for 30k. I'm hyped to get an army going. I'm hyped for talking about it on socials. I'm, talk, I'm hyped for painting it. I'm hyped for trying to be part of the community in a way that Gilbert didn't allow us to be, hmm. as I've discussed before, because of the whole games on the clock and it's not very fun and sociable. It's a fun game, but it's not 
the social, social side thing. was almost outside of the playing it side. Yeah, it was borderline irrelevant for a lot of people, but there's a few events that are like over a weekend, you play two games on the Saturday, two games on the Sunday, and the rest is just chat and shit. That sounds an absolute delight. So I want to get involved with that. Yeah, fair enough. So I want to try and get an army done. But the biggest problem I had was I uh, wrote out my army lists for an Alpha Legion recon company of snipers and seekers. And the more I looked at it, the more I went, this is just the Night Lords list. Um, so now I might lean into the Headhunters, which is kind of their recon, but uh, it's the Alpha Legion Headhunters where their squads are okay, but the Bane Strike Bolter isn't amazing, but... But we'll see. I, I'm really excited to just play some 30 Chat shit, roll dice. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. Well, I've not bought back into it yet. Neither have I. 30k I used to really like. I never had a marine army. Obviously, I had the Mechanicum and everyone bitched and moaned about that enough. It was um, awful. And we're getting that... So, we're not getting that... Yeah, but it's soon. I yeah. think they said before Christmas, but I don't know when. Yeah, but maybe I need to play Marines. But the thing is, I'd want to do probably World Eaters or Sons of Horus. Now, if I did Sons of Horus, I could buy that new box. It's quite nice. Yeah. But Sons of Horus, I feel like you'd want to make look a bit more chaotic because they were one of the most... They were I, one of the ones that sort of... I don't made. think they do look... They, they're they spiky, but they ain't bonkers at this point. No. Okay. Siege of Terror, they haven't... The only ones... that are Siege of Terror... The Death Guard arrive, and they're Plague Marines. Death Everyone's like, plagued. what the, the fuck, fuck have you done? <laughs> yeah. And then the Corn Berserkers get kind get of jacked of at the Siege of Terror. They're, like, turning that way. Mm. And Angron is functionally a blood thirst at, at that point. Yeah. So, I'd probably like to do World Eaters, but then in that case, if I do World Eaters, there's not a lot in that box for me. Uh, I want to do Slashy Boys and um, it depends well, this is the point and this is a big discussion in the community at the minute it depends when are you playing what time frame mm. because if you're playing The Great Crusade that box set is a perfect yeah setup. no but then it's not because wasn't Mark 6 later in the heresy so and, and I know that was a the argument for a lot of people is oh, nobody had Mark 6 at the Siege of Terror but that's not what I'm talking about but it was Mark Six earlier in the Heresy. I didn't think early in the Heresy Mark Six was as big. Was it fairly prevalent? And then still? it's and then it's one of these things about it's been retconned shit. because what Adam Bly said in one black book is different to what someone else said in a different black and book. And equally, people are like, "Oh, it's not historically accurate." But then on the other flip side of it, it doesn't exist. Yeah. It's, it's actually made up fake history. So you can, careful. I mean, they've actually, they've actually yeah. put a timeline. Grow up. I might as well get the, the books just there. I might have a look at it, but. Um, They've done like an armor mark type thing. But I think by the time we're at Mark Five, it's that like they call it heresy armor. Mm. It is kind of then a Mark Six is after so you could argue that only exists after the heresy. But like there's plenty of battles where Angron's Angron. Yeah. Before he's Demon Prince type type mm-hmm. thing. So you'd still use that model. There would still be Mark Six Marines. Yeah, splatter them with blood, but they ain't corn berserkers. No, no, absolutely not. So, but but then the the question is, it's not about oh, would I get much use out of it? It's what you want your army to, to look, look like. like. Yeah, it's not about anything else. And I think I'd want my army to be a lot of a lot of angry slashy boys. What I'm interested to see is when the corn berserkers come out, which we've seen in that potato camp shot. 
if people paint them white and blue and then put blood all over them, well, they just use them in would the thirty k scene guys go ah fucking mental? Almost certainly, because the thirty k scene guys are almost as rabid as historical war gamers can be. And I'm sorry if you're a historical war gamer, but you can be fucking rabid. That's the wrong type of iconography to use on a German tank from exactly that year in that platoon in that theatre of war. That's what they could be like, and I understand. <laughs> at least, at least in that case, it is actual history that exists. I can't wait to paint my thirty. I've I've disliked. I've seen a few people. I'm going to paint purple. What purple welder is? And hey, see, um, angry I'm purple. I'm orange. Oh yeah, true. You are. Aren't you? <laughs> I've seen <laughs> a bunch of people <laughs> using like Primaris heads or bodies for thirty k conversions, and I don't like that uh, because Pete the scale's Davies. just off. Pete Davies, Primaris bike. Yeah, and I told him I didn't like it the other day. Fair enough, it's not for you, but no. like the thing that I said though. Well, I'm not stopping anyone doing it. No. But if someone asks me my opinion, I'm gonna yeah. tell so, them thing, my opinion. The thing that I said though, there's a difference between using other models and using conversion. Yeah. Like, for example, I said to you, imagine he had fourteen bikes and he had one Primaris bike that he was using as his officer. Is that different? Yeah, I think it is. But for him the problem is that it's not just the bikes, it's the fact that the legs are moulded onto the bikes. So the Primaris legs are like three quarters the size of a first born marine when they're on those bikes, you know what I mean? When you put those together, the models look so weird, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. It looks like he has not skipped leg day. <laughs> yeah. It looks like the leg day is the only day he's gone to. Yeah. yeah. But the actual. Okay. But if you put like a sergeant, a special commander or whatever on that bike, I think it would look great. Hmm. Well, like, bikes are shit now anyway, right? <laughs> they're not great because of the toughness reduction. Yeah. But their speed's relevant, and speed's different in the game now. So you're not move six, or they move 12 or whatever. Each unit's got its own movement. So, like, say, Cataphracti move, I think, six, and Tartarus move seven or whatever. So that's baked in. And then when you roll to charge, you get a bonus to your charge roll relative to your movement. So there's a little table of, like, zero to seven or whatever is zero. And then above that, you get a plus one, and then da 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 So bikes can actually charge real fast. So... Myself, Rob, and um, Rick were looking at the book on Wednesday yeah. and working out that you can, in fact, charge on turn one now. Yes. Before, you weren't allowed, but you still can't charge after infiltrate or scout. You can after deep strike. Yeah. But there's nothing to stop you from setting up jet bikes or bikes on your 12-inch deployment, moving like the 14 or whatever the fuck it is, and then plenty of legions like have extra movement bonuses I think Thousand Suns can make you go faster with a certain yeah, thing or whatever and then you can charge 12 but Rob was set we looked at Rob's army world it is and it was his, he could get a plus 5 to the charge roll on jet bikes so you've moved like 14 or whatever and then, and you've, then got you've got like got a, a 7 inch minimum charge roll but type, probably yeah. a, like a 12 on average so if anyone comes off their deployment line you've got them and even if you go first you could just there's a good chance and in good certain, chance of it. Yeah. Good chance of getting that combat turn one. And when World Eaters touch you Yeah. Like, oh it was awful. But, but like, again, the flip side of that, the reaction to that is if you're only doing that with one unit, I get a free shot at you for yeah. you attempting that charge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and bikes are still twin link like the twin link plasma bikes, I think there's still a place for them and I'll still take yeah. them. Nice. Um they're not scoring. And scoring is much harder now in the sense that, you know how when everything, anything we had a troop, it was a scoring unit? That's not relevant now. Now it has to have the scoring rule. Basically. It's got to have a line, yeah. Line. And there's, so you've got your tacticals, 
and your assaults that have it base that you can have as compulsory troops. I think your support squad. No, I think your assault squads and your recons have it, but they have the support squad rule, so they can't be your compulsory choices. Right. Unless you have a particular right of war, which I'm doing. Um, but there's a few Terminators that have it, like the Linnaeans, uh, the Blood Angel Crimson Paladins have it. I'm sure there's a couple more, but it isn't everyone. It's not everywhere. And until I really across all the missions, I don't really know how good, you know, how we're going to play these missions. Because everyone's going, oh, if you fucking table your opponent, then you don't need line. It's like, yeah, true. But it's not the case in... Um... 40k at the moment you, if you table your opponent but they outscored you I think you still lose yeah but I think the missions in 40k so that's the thing that people say 40k night vision is actually really good at at the moment is the yeah. missions and the mm. cards and and let's hope that the 30k goes that way because I think the missions in the book are very much vanilla so if they went down a more narrative route which well, I think hope they would which I hope they do and like, right, we'll make up these missions and you've got to do this and do that. And Cy and I have had a little chat about how I'm really keen to help him on the next Spartan Axe. Because I've got ideas for missions and I've got ideas about... Like, in the way Infinity has certain characters affecting uh, objectives, I think we can introduce very easily into 30k. Like, if your sergeant's still alive, like you've got to get to something and do... Rather than just hold an objective, you have to complete a task. There's, there's, 40K, sorry, there's actions you right. have to complete on certain objectives yeah. and I'd like to do that in the way that Infinity does so if you've got a tech marine in the unit you get a plus whatever if you've got an apothecary you get a plus whatever well, just mix up certain missions are strength that, tests certain missions are initiative tests this is it exactly and a sergeant is a little better than a basic dude you know and there's a lot of sniping in the game now so the idea is you take out those guys and the sergeants first and so it gives you something to fight for and then something to play up against not every mission but I think that's relevant and we still want to do the one table affects another but not harsh like sometimes size done it where it's like if this table does this there's a strength 10 blast on table 10 or whatever and yeah. it's like that never felt good so I think it should be if you succeed in your mission say to capture the Mechanicum base or you're trying to escort off a Mechanicum whatever the first game round, everyone's vehicles get a five up in, but or you know what I mean, or something, an extra hole point, whoever will work. Or just it out. humorous. So if you are doing the strength ten blast, it's a strength ten blast, not an AP. Yeah. So it hits loads of people. You roll loads of dice. Fine, it hits everyone on a two, but everyone gets a save. But oh. I, it just felt so bad for whoever was on that table. So I think it should be if trait if yeah. if you won that planet, or, 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 or if the traitors win that whatever, then they get X and or make it so it scatters. Mm. It can't hit, and it scatters five d six. Could hit because then you guys. just go. Where are you going to put it? So, because you know, like I, I'd make it so it was more fun than because even the five up in one that just could turn it that that could ruin someone's game yeah, just absolutely. as much as a strength ten black. And I'm not saying it is that, but just no, 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 we no, want no, to no. sit down and discuss ways of making. So you've got something to fight for. So, so it's not it feels just win or lose. but equally it doesn't feel like it auto wins the next game for yeah. you. It's just win more. And it's a tough balance, but it's got to be like, I think I was listening to those guys' podcasts and they were saying how there was this one. All sergeants gain master, master crafted weapons. That's fun. That's cool because it's just a re-roll, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, they had, um, uh, he had Arvis lighters on every table. Yeah. And like, the loyalists had to protect them and the traitors had to destroy them. And it was like how many Arvus lighters you got off the table. So all the traitors were actually discussing after. How many did you get off? Or how many did you protect? You know, 
so there was that there was that united front to try and make all the missions similar so that it's a collective chat afterwards. that's a lot of money on Argus Lighters though I think it was 3D printing them oh, fair enough. which is still money but not as much but, I was going to say but that sort of liquid resin <laughs> that sort of just game I think would be really good to have a common goal that you all fought for yeah that you can then discuss afterwards to generate chat is where it's at. Yeah, definitely. So that inspired me. So that's the intent is to sit down and work that out for a, for a Spartan Axe this year. I just need to actually start buying models then. Well, you've got... You've, did you sell all your Iron Warriors? No, but I don't know where they are. Don't turn up. I know where my Iron Circle are. So, so the majority of the money's worth. Yeah. I just don't know where... I'm sure I had like... I know I had a box of Calf. You had some tanks because you did tank horse. No. I've got one. Oh. But, yeah, I think it was really good and it was really fun day and I'm looking forward to more. But it's a good addition, I think. You know, I haven't gone deep on it yet. I haven't actually played it. I've just watched many games. Well, many games. I've watched like four or five games. Um, read it a lot. Yeah. I'm interested to play. i just got to get models because I don't really want to play with my iron hands because if I do then you'll slip into that I'll just stick to it and I'll but this, the whole point of having this time off is to to do that so but now I don't want to build my mark sixes because they've been coming out quite quick with the the heads and the shoulder pads yeah so we've got Empress Children ones yeah so we've all and Iron Warriors and Iron Warriors and Sons of Horus yeah and Imperial Fists uh, I don't think I'm going to commit that hard and do all of the shoulder pads and helms though. Right. Just because monetary wise that's going to be extortionate. They were pretty clear that they were going to do the legions that were at the Siege of Terror first. So it stands to reason that next would be Blood Angels. Wild Eaters. Yeah, agree. And to a lesser extent Night Lords. Yeah. Um, but the thing is... White Scars. Scars, exactly. Um... They were, so I think that covers yeah, the lo- the main loyalists yeah Death God but they were all Plague Marini so I don't know how they're going to I guess they weren't all Plague Marini but um, it, it basically precludes a few so and two of the ones I'm doing are precluded so does that mean I've got to wait a year for mine and then I don't build them for a year or do I just not stick the heads down you know, I'm not sure what how to play it at the moment, but we'll see. But yeah, so because it's really just me, I know you guys are sort of semi-interested and you've played many times in the past. I think it's only me who's like super interested in it. So that's just why I, I might do so. a separate 30k podcast. Yeah. With Sai. With Sai, si, yeah. Oh, think, and others. I think mine's more, it's a project I can see myself pushing myself to paint, which is why it's excited me more. I've always said I wanted to start painting again, but there's never been anything that's got me wanting to paint. Mm. Other than to pick a model and I go, fancy painting that. There's nothing that's got me going, I want to paint X. Like for example, I don't want to play 40k, so I'm not going to pick up a Tyranid army and paint the Tyranid army. Although, if someone was to ring me and say, can you paint a Hive Tyrant for me, I probably would. Mm. Like, there's that sort of that sort of vibe. But like, 30k, I'd, I'd paint an Iron Warriors army, I think. I've got an idea. Right. So. Yeah, exactly. And a model that was revealed yesterday because of Potato Can was Angron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, an Angron. Now, it's New 40k Angron. Demon Angron, mm. 
But I wonder how many people will use that in 30k. And I would have no... If you broke up and go... Well, they could use the model as Angron. Isn't he a lot bigger in terms of physical model and base? If someone came to me and said, look, we're playing a Siege of Terror event, can I use this model to represent Angron? I would have no problem. If anything, it would seem a little underpowered for what Angron is as a demon prince, just having the normal Angron stats. Absolutely. So I'd have no problem with it at all. Mm. But model-wise, it's been a bit of a mixed... I thought he looked really cool. I think it looks awesome. His wings have biceps. <laughs> yeah. I think, and they've got little ports, like their marine plugs, which I don't understand. Him. I don't know. But it's because it's still his body, isn't it, that's been expanded. He's got the proper cable hair yeah, going nails. on. He looks a lot like that old art. Yeah. I would have preferred, I think I'd have preferred him a bit more of a wider, like come and get, like the old, in my head, if you'd said to me, Barry designed this model, when I was think when we were thinking ages ago that a model was coming out, there was an old Bloodthirster model in Epic where he was just standing there and he was like yeah. an X, like rah, screaming at the sky. Yeah. And in my head, that would have been Demon Angron. The Demon Angron model we had back in the day in Epic um, was nothing like this. It was kind of like a, I think it wasn't even a Cyclops, like a little red skin Satan thing with a sword. I think Magnus was the Cyclops. Yeah, I think Angwan might have been as well, actually. What do you reckon? Um, I mean, I've got it in the in the shed. We should go... I should see if I can get him out. But, um, well, that will take some time. No, uh, no, I think I know roughly where those models are. Oh, OK. Um, if I put in Epic Angron, very willing to be wrong, that is him. He is not, repeat, not a Cyclops. He's just a Satan dude. Yeah, that's that. I remember that guy. Yeah, so that is a winged classic devil looking dude with a sword. Yeah. Um. So I think, but in terms of the model, I think it's okay. A few people are saying it looks more like an orc. It looks a bit derpy. Blah, blah, blah. I don't agree with that, but but I don't think we've got all the views. I, I, I'm almost tempted to buy it to paint. I think it'll be really interesting. Yeah. The, the only thing you've got is that they've released a, effectively what I'm. I'm again. I'm not law up to date, so I don't really know. I'm assuming he is a demon prince. Yeah. Well, the they're demon a, primarch, so they are demon different. Primarch, sure. Yeah. But what I mean is, they've released so many cool bloodthirsters and big demons recently that it does just look like another one. True. Which is That's the sad thing. True. I mean, like Scarbrand last year was uh, was it last year or the year before? Fantastic. And we got Cabanda. Yeah, the thirty k one. That one's fantastic. You got and the then new chaos demon prince. Yeah. And if you do think about it as well. Go back and look at the old Forge World Bloodthirster. It's still one of their nicest Agreed. models. So, did we need another one? Yeah, tough, tough to. Or disagree. if you are going to do another one, I still like. I'm assuming that this should be on scale with Mortarian, Magnus. Yeah, I don't think it looks as good as Mortarian did on release or Magnus did on release. They looked iconic for me, and I'm not even someone that's up to date with the law. I have to agree with you on both counts. Nothing compared to. Magnus when it was released nothing compared to Magnus Magnus looked more like it fitted alongside the old Forge World demon gods like it was that iconic this one just does look like a bloodthirster so officially now we've got more bloodthirster models than Iron Hands have ever had characters good effort not give a shit about Iron Hands Barry and we you only need have to Primark. have two as we've only ever had one Iron Hands you don't character. even have a Primark mate not including Primark alright we'll check Two, if we include Ferris Manis and then the new 40k. But let's be honest, Bloodthirsters are cooler, so it's fine. I want, it's not fair. Oh, and in that PDF, we didn't actually talk about the PDF. So they released the PDF of the missing units. 
And everything I said about well-written rules and balance and goodness about 30K went out the window when they yeah. released that PDF. Because there's units in there that invalidate units in the codexes or in the, in the books. What do you mean by invalidate? Explain. Why would... So, in the terror, terror book, the Hereticus books, yeah. you've got, to say, the Legion siege, siege, siege Terminators for Iomoris. Yes. Ultramarines get one in the PDF that are better. How does that invalidate the Iron Warriors one? Um, well, it's like, hey, we've got these cool Legion Terminators with Cyclone missile launchers. We're the best. And then they're like, yeah, but let's also give them to Ultramarines. Oh, I see. And it felt like, oh, what about our special Snowflake? Are they supposed to do the special Snowflake Iron Warriors? Yeah. I knew they were, but I didn't know if no one else had. And Ultramarines ones are better. Why, um, so why do the Ultramarines have them at all? I I'm not sure. Uh, there's the Empress Children Laz Cannon unit that's... In, that's you get no cover saves from, and there's they just it's a bit clown car fiesta. Fiesta. They've re, they've got rid of the character I took in every game I ever played of Iron Man. Oh, I'm ignoring it, but that that bloodthirster. Like, I still I still think it's. See, I genuinely think the Angron model is better than you think personally. I think it's... I think it looks, it looks like too much. To me, it's hunched over. There's so much going on there. Yeah, fair enough. It's it, you think it's a bit cluttered. I want to yeah. see it. Like, you spin those two around. I'm saying that I think just out of scale and coolness of a demon, that Bloodthirster, mm. I know this is great audio content, but the Forge World one versus I think he looks hunched over and just far too I, cluttered I around like his you body. Like, you're liking that more? The moment, more I liking that one more at the moment. I think when you look also, at it... Also remember, this one's been available for 10 years plus. Oh yeah. like so Probably about close to 15 yeah, maybe. So it's aged well. If really you look well. At, if you Okay, I guess a more recent comparison then would be the Scar brand. Scar brand. I think his his shoulder pad where there's literally like a bronze world. It's nice, the massive isn't it? jaws. It's really cool. And they've done some nice Nicarl Oxide but, stuff on there. Yeah. All that new Bellacore model. Yeah, Bellacore's great. Bellacore's great, don't get me wrong. But I, I I get what you're saying. You think that one demon looks like another. I don't necessarily agree. Um, Back to the PDF. Sorry, yes. Or take more. My Iron Hands character. Yes, I remember him. Uh, The work... It... It's possibly, I think, the worst designed model in this whole release Why in terms that? of stats. Oh, really? So there's a basic Warlord trait that if you have this Warlord as your trait, so it's a generic one, You, if he's in the unit, you count as scoring one extra wound for the purposes of combat resolution. Sure. Basic but standard, you know. Autech More has the same one. However, if you use it, you have to kill one of your own men. Why? Correct. Huh? Well, to make, kill your men is strong, but it's suffer a wound. If you're in a unit of one wound models, you kill a really guy. But why? Don't know. It's, he really... didn't have it before. That wasn't his warlord trait before. Really He's got less tough, less killy, less dangerous, with a warlord trait that means you would never take him. They've invalid... So he hasn't got a model, they've invalidated him. Was he the one you played with your Star Wars lightsaber guy, wasn't he? That no, just, that was that just different. a librarian. Oh, sorry. But all tech more. So we've never had a model for him because Iron Hands have never had a character. Model. Yeah, I'm trying to remember which one of your models you. Um, I used the Terminator. He's got an axe and a Volkite with the big power. Yeah, thing. yeah. It was no, a Forge no. Lord model. Custom Orth, who I did convert a model up for, was the guy that sat in the tank and made the tanks better. Yes. He's gone, straight up gone. Why though? Don't know. I don't know. So Iron decision. Hands have been hit hard again. Well, like I said, they don't have a prime mark. They're not a legion. Who gives a shit? Uh, 
So I'm, I know so I'm know sad about that it, does, really. That does suck. Um, it was a Night Lords list anyway, don't worry. I oh, know that was the Alpha Legion one. That's right? the new one, yeah, yeah. My old one that I could just pick up and play, I can't because I don't have those characters. Uh, that is right. But there's just units in there that just feel a bit too good and it feels like they tried really hard to balance and do things. But the exemplary battles units that were coming out over the last few months or and the end of last year were um, basically they released a new despoiler kit and they obviously wanted to sell contem- uh, Cataphracti. So they kept making new units like a unit of Raven Guard despoilers that were red or whatever or is this in the PDF or is it? Yeah, there was P- PDFs. They were releasing a Warhammer community, and it was like, how many different Destroyer Squad variations and Terminator variations painted a different color? It was almost like they've got some Thousand Suns red Terminators lying around. Mm-hmm. Let's make it for every year. You know, it it wasn't great, but and the models were like, oh, uh, sorry, the rules were like, yeah, these are going to be compatible with the next edition. So they released this PDF, but not every unit, sorry, not every Legion got theirs yet. Um. So yeah, it it just feels that too, too many of the quote-unquote power gamer type people are just going to go to this PDF and raid it. Yeah, probably, but I think that's... Before this edition of Horus Heresy, that's less of a thing, I, was, I would have said, in 30k. A lot of 30k was more about you wanted to get too much, as much as you could into the spirit of your Legion and just create a cool cool thing. I think people were more about the... The, the lore and the and the feel of 30k. It's what everyone says, but I reckon you go to events, there's always going to be the whack lists. I only went to a couple of events, but I didn't experience that, but then I was playing Mechanicum, so maybe I was that guy. You were that whack list. Yeah, so maybe wait, if, you, if you look around the room and you can't find that guy, it's you. It's you. Um, but I uh, I didn't even come first or anything like that. I think it was like fourth out of eight or something like that. But I did get best painted next to Psy, which was weird. That's nice. Um, I... Uh, I wonder if with the new edition, it's going to attract lots of new people into the game. That's Excellent. the intent. Grows the game. Fantastic. Is that going to skew it more towards the competitiveness? I think so. And it's certainly what the Facebook groups are like sad I d- about. I don't know why you would try to play 40k or 30k competitively. There are not games designed for balance. I don't. No. GW have been very upfront. They do not build their games to be competitive and tightly bound rule sets. They just make cool models and then they threw together some rule sets so you could push them out and go mm. bang. It's human nature, isn't it? Like, you pick up a conquer and put a string on it, we're going to fight. Yeah. I just think there are better games to do that with. There are, but it's the law. It's but they, the models. They, yeah, people have been invested in Warhammer, I guess. Yeah, it's, you know I fully agree with you. Yeah. But I also can see I'm happy for people to have that other side. I know. I am absolutely happy for it to exist and it should exist. There should be that competitive environment, but what they shouldn't be doing is designing to it. True. That's why I always and they worry do, about They seem to balance to it. That's the sticky wicket. Yeah, I, I think... Fine, have your competitive edge, but that's on them if they want to try and make a game that isn't competitive. Yeah. Competitive. Well, It should be balanced around, let's have some fun, and it should be designed to let people have fun and not just have to move everything instantly. And from what I'm hearing, that's what these mission, the new Knight's Edition missions and mission cards do, which is yeah. nice. Let's but, have it. But then the issue, as I understand it, we need to be wrong is that when we've had these things at the Las Vegas Open or whatever, or some kid turns up with a you know, a spammy Orkness, he's never played 40k before and wins, and then they instantly rebalance because of that. It's like, no, like, tournaments don't matter, matter to this game. Or shouldn't. It should be a fun game, but it's like, they, it's like they've got their toe in the water. They kind of want to play both sides without well, committing. They also know that 
I'm sure that there a large portion of their income comes after a tournament is up pre-tournament and after tournament. But do does it? Yeah. I don't think the majority of forty k players have ever been to a proper event. I think a few have been to like little maybe local ones. At their they don't store. need to go to the event though. To see the list that wins and then they try and replicate it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's probably the thing. Like, net listing is called net listing for a reason. When when Mm. the Tau had their. um, When the Riptide Spam came out, Riptide Spam came out purely from. There was that dude who turned up when everyone said the Riptides are bad. He took five, destroyed the event, laughed at everybody, and then every Tau player you ever saw always took back in seven, Riptide wing, always had three. There yeah. was no nothing you'd do. You'd have a commander, three riptides, no, no questions asked. And the more riptides you had, the more you put in. Mm. And that was it. Everyone was mm. playing it. You're right. And that doesn't matter if you're a casual player or you're going to the tournaments. As soon as the guy did it, everyone fucking had it. Yeah. Tough to disagree. And that, and that was riptides. That's what they now. Then that's 60 but, quid a pop. Back then they were 50. So that was 150 quid. People were going in and going, take my money. Yeah. And, I want to win. And that really, really isn't where my head's at with 30k I don't think it it wasn't ever it, can't much be, a problem. it, it couldn't it, be a problem for 30k it also because can't no, be. people couldn't yeah. afford to bankrupt themselves to build a competitive <laughs> not, army not just that it can't be there's not as much variance in the four, in 30k mm, like, but the, it's just marines in the, the end but the more it goes that's going to pain those 30k nerds the, you know the cheaper it gets which is good and also the more Sakarids, Predators Leviathan specific but also the more for, um, Legion specific units you'll get and possibly the more wackadoo stuff mm. Well, the animals what that PDF is all about. Clowns Car Fiesta. But I am very interested to play it. I'm just going to... Ref- I'm going to finish up, but I'm just refreshing my phone one more time because as I understand it, um, the Bushido new wave of releases should have gone up. Oh, the pre-order? Yeah, but they still haven't. Do we, have a, do we want to have a quick look at them? Not, we're not going to do a card read. Do we want to just finish off just chatting about them very briefly? Well, sure. mainly one of them. Yeah. Um, the one you're actually interested in, which is Nico. Yeah, because we've got Tuning. Tuning, which is a fantastic name for a musician, Tuning, even though he's tuning a horn. Who's a little goblin with a horn to, like, the first time you use the summon from the Shadows Key for each turn, do not mark the T-Box. It's allow you to use it twice. So you can summon more things. That's quite yeah. good. And also he gets rid of Frightened. Yeah, and the model's cool. Very John. Go on. It's a, it's a little guy with a big hat and a big horn. <laughs> That's I like cool. That. Um, we've got. I liked Kokio. Kokio or Kokio was an excellent piece of design work. Mm. If GCT are listening this far in, and whoever designed Kokio or Kokio for the for the Ryu, just such a cool idea for a model. Really, they is. put down at the start before they deploy when they're when you're recruited. You can put down a signal flag on your half of the board, and uh, in the game you can also put them out close to yourself as well, which seems less useful. But the one you can put down in the game is mostly enough. Well, I think you'll have it kind of because it's near you, as you say. It's just Kokio running up the board trying to get into position, which is quite thematic and fun. Yeah. Like, I've got to get into the good spot. I've got to get this signal flag down so the other guys can shoot good. Dunk. Yeah, and because can... he's the new guy. But it's basically, it's a little flag that he puts down and um, people within three of it get range defence minus two. Which is Which disgusting. is huge. Mm. And with arquebuses and stuff in Ryu, that's going to be murder. Yes, and for, against you as well, because of the against Minamoto, because arquebuses because they're, have they're the PS3. PS3. Yeah. 
really relevant. And the model looks really cool. And it's one of those models where it's like, it's not a mini, the diorama's wrong, but the model does exactly what it's doing in the game. He's got sticking a flag. The flag. Yeah. And he has a really nice bit of um, background, which basically says that he like, he came up with this idea of using the flags in the training ground to judge where the wind was going and mentioned it to his like commanding officer who then incorporated it into their new battle techniques. And it's like, really good. it's just a really fun piece of design work. Like that. Then we've got uh, Neko. Neko or is it Nico? I think, I think it's Neko. Um, the Bleeding Moon Lion. Um, yeah. Whose model... Artwork, let's just discuss. Artwork is Brilliant. sick. The leaping, the terrifying face. It's absolutely amazing. And then just the, the model is a bit like... Eh. I don't understand why... I mean... It's running and then it's got his head tilted to the side. Firefox proves they can do models of this size and scale so well. Is it because it's in metal and not resin? I don't know, but just with the legs all together, it yeah, like it's I a don't weird clump under itself. I like, don't get it. Not not too big on the on the um, rules wise. It's got a lot. It's I think it's got all of them. That's where they all are. If you want to know any of the rules in Bushido, have a look at Neko's card. Yeah. Uh, Really looking forward to playing it. And there's the new Bleeding Moon theme, which isn't out yet. It's just and I don't know three how... activations each. Yeah. That seems so fucking strange. I don't know how it's going to be revealed, if it's going to be in a box set or if it's in a card pack or what. Or what, yeah. But I want to, next time we play, I'd like to try it and leading to I just playing Bleeding Moon models. But remember, the Bleeding Moon models don't have the same tech. Okay, I'm done one. I'm scared. It's scary. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm st- the moment it comes up, I'm still buying it because I want to play Nico. Yeah, 100%. Did you mention, oh, completely off topic, the Warhammer Community Link Plastic Rhino? Uh, predator. Plastic predator. predator. Very briefly, they're doing it. Yeah, very briefly. Sorry. It's a plastic predator. It's got cool volcanoes. We knew it was coming, I mean. Yeah. we got Mina, the monk, who, the water monk, who, as we end, it's like she moves in and out. But Mina, the, the monk of moisture. <laughs> nice. The idea is you can move, you move her forward uh, each time. Tid- she's got tidal flow. But then you, if you do it correctly, you can block her path back so she can actually move an insane... Yeah, she has like a an insane really amount. interesting like yo-yo thing. It's it's really cool. Yeah. Again, really nice and fun. Hmm. Um, Hole, the guy with Ty-ho. the cannon. Now, this is crazy. I don't really know how to... I love to... the name cannon manipulation. Yeah. I mean, the idea that you shoot a cannon and it's like... Blasts everyone in range, and goes boom, and that's yeah, that's 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 huge. And he begins the game with two reload markers, so you've got to miss a turn functionally. Yeah, put you to, to get a shot reload, off. Yeah. So you've got to. I think if you're going to use this guy, you've got to build around like that. Not necessarily build around that him, shot. but yeah, you've got to make that shot count, haven't you? Yeah, but potential to do a lot of damage with your shot there. Yes. This weapon gains slam attack. Draw a line between this model and the target. Anyone gets on fire. If it's successful, center a two-inch pulse on the target model. Models within the pulse suffer a damage roll with the same success level. It's huge. For anyone who wants to play close together, or if you fire it into a melee, into a model that you don't care. Like, say one of your Kohei, one of your um, pirates, is in combat with, like, two beefy samurai somehow. Yeah. You just go... I don't care about that nine-point model. I care about killing those two eighteen rice models. Yeah, that's thirty-six rice killed for nine rice of mine lost. I'll I'll, I'll roll it. the dice on that. Absolutely, yeah. boom boom. Yeah. So when you get that shot off, incredible. Getting the shot off, it's tough. We'll and if you can get a a fast-moving model or a flanking model into this guy, you've invalidated him. 
but it yeah. is only 16 <laughs> points. So... He's not hugely costly. No, but going to be fun to try. And the model looks cool. Yeah, it's alright. The model looks cool. And then... Not being funny, but he's called Fuck You. He's called Fuku. He's called Fuck You. Or Fuku. Um, model, I can't quite tell. Like, he looks a bit odd. I need to see it from other angles. That front leg lifting looks a bit odd. But I think a really interesting model for Syndicate. I've only just noticed he's soulless. Yeah. Sold his soul. Max Tenki. So, yeah, there's lots of cool, like, um, luck techniques or like luck um luck uh, what do you call it? key feats like, like it's all well, flip around. a coin take no damage yeah love it it's quite fun john's freaking out what 50 50 to take no yeah. damage mm. four up wards though for th- but it's three key you yeah, only one play the game you only one not. key every turn so it, take, it takes three turns for you to in most games i've played only last four turns so he gets one coin flip a game yeah Oh, well, there are ways to get more key on him. There are. But then you've also got the other key fee, which is three key, which is um, Gambler's Ruin. Yeah. And there's been uh, a lot of these Gambler's models. Ruin looks insane, by the way. You can... So, until the end phase, when a target model performs a test, roll an additional dice. This model's controller must remove a dice of their choice from the test before it's resolved. For a melee exchange, this occurs after dice are revealed... The additional dice may be attack or defense, and the removed dice must be of the same type. Yeah, swapping dice around is always crazy. Yeah, and you can frick with your opponent's dice. You can make your dice better. Like, yeah. it's pretty cool. And then there's mishap tokens. Oh, is it miss? Yeah. Basically, you could potentially take double damage. Yeah. So there's been a lot of these models where they've got two abilities that you really can only ever use one a game. Or, in the case of the Shiho drum one, why would you ever use either? Yeah, agreed. Um, but in terms of a rele- release win... negative again, I shouldn't. But overall, it's a nice wave. Yeah. I'm, like, they hit this whole deck of cards into a dragon thing on the model, if you could, if a good painter can get that right, that's going to look nice, Some nice ghostly crazy. ethereal greens, maybe a bit of OSL on there. Yeah. He, he, the vibe he's giving off fits the vibe of the new starter box a lot for me. I don't know why. Mm. Maybe um, it's just the lighting and the clothing. I think even if I wasn't trying to all in on ninjas at the moment, I still think Neko would have been the one that I call out for being the most interesting card because it's so bonkers. Neko just seems but nice. I think I think Fuck You is probably the most interesting. But yeah, oh, here's good, an interesting good wave. He's got Vengeance Death Sentence. Who gives that Death Sentence, Marcus? In ninjas, a theme. There's a theme that gives up, but you could just remove that with just burning your key. So mm. I don't really get that one, to be honest. Yeah, it's just a. It's um, a but the one I'm most interested to play with is weirdly Kokio with Ryo. Trying, oh, nice. trying an all gun list, but like trying that thing with like, I'm going to get him up the board, I'm going to put those down. And this. So everyone else <laughs> is just sitting there like ready, and he's running up and then goes like. Yeah. Eh, and then puts his head down. And then everyone else fires over his head. You're building narrative in in a weird way. Yeah. I thought it was nice. Um, so, I, I, I'm not buying true tuning. I am buying Kokio. You're buying Neko. I am buying Neko. Not buying Mina, even though I've... Cause even I've though got, you've got Rokan, haven't you? Yeah, but I still haven't played him, so I've got to like... Also, Rokan are busted. Everyone knows that. Let's just ignore it. <laughs> um, I'm probably not buying Tahoe at the minute, because I've got the list I want. I've got the Sea Monster list I want to try, and yeah. I want to just play with that 
first, and I am buying for Kjell, nice. just because I want to paint that model. Nice. But that, but they're meant to go up today. But as things well, stand at the moment, day and over. Yeah, they are still not up on the old, the up on the old list, Web so store. I can't buy them. Um, well, we had a nice game of Bushido yesterday, and I'm oh, Wednesday, sorry, and I'm yeah. keen to play more. If you are around tomorrow, it'd be good to yeah. play again. I might. I don't know tonight. if you're about today, but we can play today. But... Um, I have to pop off after this. Sure, sure. I've got stuff to do. Sure, sure. Um, but I don't know if I'm around tomorrow, but I definitely around Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not around Wednesday. Right, I'm busy. All work signing out. Um, but no, I want to play some more Bushido. Like I said, I would have loved to have gone to the event today, hmm. but I just wasn't. Ready. I was almost tempted to just get in the car and go see him because I can get there in like 20 minutes. So I was like, It's literally up the road. Yeah, right. so I was really tempted to just, just go and say, and like, Hi, I'm a rando and just wanted to come and say see. hello. I still might. Um, well, I'm going to Sutton. Um, yeah. Hmm. I think that was about, oh, that's about it. Cool, man. That's most of what we wanted to talk about. UK Expo was good. Yeah, so it's very good. Go if you can. Absolutely, I'm definitely going next year. Salute is happening next year as well. Yeah, there's no salute this year. No, there is April 23rd next year, I think. They they couldn't, like April was too soon. November would have, they had the same problem that it would have been too soon. Throwing out a whack and... And they need to get it back in the order. Yeah. Also, there is absolute trials and tribulations going on at the Warlords at the moment. Yes. Behind closed doors. Yeah, so we'll see how all that shakes out, but... All I am going to say is I wouldn't put too much faith in their painting competition next year unless things change. Yeah. But Fair enough. we'll see how that goes. Yeah. But overall, I think I think we did pretty well there. You're excited about 30k massively. You're sort of vaguely interested in and it. And he's just bought a new airbrush, a good airbrush. Yeah. I need to get myself. Maybe if I sell my white scars instead of buying Horace Heresy, I buy a nice airbrush. Mm, Why I not both? Have you, I can't afford both. What airbrush have you got? I've got a Neo. I don't airbrush a great deal. There's nothing wrong. Like, you know what? You can have if you want. The only reason I'm doing it is because I've broke the I've broken the needle. So you can have my uh, Hardy and Steenbecker Ultra. All you then have to do is buy a needle for it. Well, I'll tell you off on that. I mean, it's up to you. if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But I'm, I'm not selling it because it doesn't work. Yeah. I'm not selling it. You can have it. Like. I think people do talk about upgrading your airbrush. Like, I started with 10 quid ones from off eBay from yeah, China. Yeah, and I worked up and, worked, and realized, like, I don't. Like, it does a job, but it's not the job I needed to do. And then I worked up and worked up and then just got, like, a really expensive one that I've really enjoyed and I've got a lot of control with. And oh. you can alter a few things. I'm still learning. Oh, that does that, and that actually changes that because you don't get like a manual. With yeah, it. no, it's all about learning it. No, mine was a. Have a look at it online. I'll, yeah. I'll find it for you. I've got the H and S Evo Ultra. I think it is. I think I paid about eighty quid for it. It's not. It's not a bad brush. I just know that I know that one of the needles is bent. I've got two, so you can play around with both. If you I want. mean, I. But it I'm, might be not be funny. It'd be cheaper for you if you do have it. Just order a new nozzle and a new needle, and then that's that's pretty much a new brush. I mean, yeah. Well, I go through a needle, a session, like a not a session, but like a a hobby phase when I'm like in it for like say a month or six weeks. I'm like, oh, I'm actually getting a lot of hobby done. Then I just switch needles. (coughs) So when I did that Alpha Legion one test the other day, that was a new needle, and I'll keep that in for 
a few weeks. Yeah, but well, a couple of months. The amount because I've painted, I've painted yeah. for about yeah. an hour. So it's only an hour's go, but I'm intending to hit I, it hard. I looked at online as well. You can buy like you can buy your noodles for like twelve quid. Yeah. So, and if you treat them well, you don't really need to switch them. But the problem is, I don't always treat them well. I, I'm starting to use a lot more flow improver, which means it won't dry on the n- the needle. So if it doesn't dry on the needle, you don't need to touch the needle. Yeah. But it's when it dries is when you have to kind of like scrape. And when you're scraping it. Yeah. So if you put the flow improver in, you haven't got to worry as much. Is that a, have we done a podcast? Is that a podcast? Is it did, well, we, did we podcast? I think so. I think we did. Who knows what we'll talk about next time or when we'll talk about it? It probably won't be too long. I'd like to like to try and be a little better. We we've talked about it. And we're hogs of war, man. A bit better. We need hogs of war. Yeah, we need hogs of war day. And one thing, just to just not disjoint listeners, oh. I we're going to change our music. Oh. <coughs> oh. I wanted to so we, it's no secret that since Gilball died and we've lost our core audience uh, our listening figures have gone down I wanted to put us on Spotify an Apple podcast yeah. where you get more listeners uh, we can't with our music because we do not own the copyright to that music gotcha uh, If you, apparently if you're on Anchor and stuff you can add music from Spotify and things we might do that but for now I might this is going to be the first episode I think we've New Different homemade music. music or sounds. Like I love it. Already. I love it. Get the barnyard keyboard out. Yeah, and I'll, I'll play the washboard. Cool. Or the jug. <laughs> and I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to um, re-edit. <laughs> I'm gonna have to re-edit all the episodes. Put them all back up with new music that doesn't use Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah. To fit in with the, the guidelines for Spotify. Okay. That sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, but couldn't, it's all right. Couldn't we just have, like, on our Spotify page a uh, uh, recommendation to, if you want to look at our back catalogue, go to Podbean? I, no, because I, of the way RSS feeds work, it's like it's... I don't think you can affiliate to something. So, in other words, we can't we can't even provide a link on Spotify to something yeah, with a right. non-corporate yeah. thing. But it's fine. All nerdiness. Stone Temple Pilots served us well. It did. But I think we're going to be moving to something else. I've got a little cheeky idea in my mind. But this will be the first episode with that. Oh, I'm excited to find out what it is then. Yeah, so am I. Nice. Cool. Well, that's a podcast. Well done, us. <laughs> um, hopefully we we can sort of, if we broaden our appeal, it actually makes us more interesting to more people rather than less interesting to everyone. I don't know. I don't know, we'll but... See. It's, that'll be what an adventure for us to find out though, Barry. Agreed. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very much for listening. And remember, please do roll better. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. You need to roll better.